listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It's strong island for real, where the critters run wild. The prefix is 516, the top of the dial. Flew the L.I. sound from the villa down under and across the globe. I heard a lot of folks wondering. So when's it coming because the stakes is high? See big money to wage. Don't put the pen to my page. It ain't nothing wrong in standing still or relax. And spending some of that cash that Uncle Sam is going to tax. A New York demeanor slid back in the beaver. With nothing to lose but some gas and some minutes. Ignoring the gazes because stars don't get petty. And that trash they talk is just New Year's confetti. It's like that, y'all. But that's all got to change. Like some of my own people tend to act strange. I'm baking the scene and I serve them with the capabilities. So set it at an island degree. It's strong island for real. Diagnosis is the cream. Prefix is 516 with microphones mean. For voices that got the gift. Cause the world is on the shoulders. Making plans to switch from little rock to money bowls. The wheels proceed. My girl stampede from Nubians. Acting like Colombians selling keys. Characters has the tendency to con itself. And thinking East Coast is only New York. We feel a doubt. You know the way we blow your shit is played like pork. And that's the way we bring the new. We live and direct from New York. I order say my fan calls me Merc, stepping to me, ooh, they get you punched out like a curse, like that, yo, let it all consume, like them brothers who smoke, till they high like the noon, soon to a town near you, be them super MCs, setting at an island degree, I hit the L.I.R. for big dreamers out east, so get your bankroll spent, banging dents out the system, turning coins to get the uppercut, like Sonny Liston, but eyes closed, episodes bring you back to zeros, same hero playing like in Casablanca, blind to it, but I'm a I'm up a cup of sinker, serving dimes, love on tennis courts and sort. Laid back like grown folks sipping tea for sport. I be sweeping up the room with my lyrical broom. My other rhyme color plastic like some lunchroom utensils. The official color for this planet is green, which grows in pockets of the people willing to skip. Ain't no expose. These facts are from the mouth, profiling through the island with that wind from down south. At last, be the world broadcast of the crew who gave you threes. Magic from the island of green. A strong island for real, where the critters smoke fritters. Nighttime excites time for the heavy hitters. Gaming huskers in the meantime, minus home on bait. Fluffing pillows and patiently waiting. Ain't no debating about to settle. Check the level, stakes is high in the sky. I got Me, I got poor old the rhyme. But I you them with the ear. The stakes them are high. But we have to try for a fun this year. Before we see a gun, a pure native tongue in the pain. And next man. Who wrote them being pounded at the game? Who saying both the blood clot every man is Jamaica today? Hey, welcome to the Black Gout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday night uh, Olympic wrap up edition of the Black Gout Tips Podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, man. And we got a special guest in there. Uh, in case you didn't recognize his voice because he had a funny accent. It's Usain Bolt, people, and uh, uh, now it's actually... Uh, I said, he ain't going to hang around long then, ain't he kind of quick? <laughs> <laughs> right. He was here for 10 seconds, and uh, he ran and all the way gone. past us. Um, but it's uh, my man Morgan P. Campbell uh, from bymorgancampbell.wordpress.com. Uh, um, say what's up to everybody, Morgan. Hey, it's great to be back. Um, it's really great to be back. This is like the, the, the greatest non-paid gig in all of podcasting slash <laughs> or whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, yeah, so it's Morgan P. Campbell this week. The P stands for um, Podcasting's Prodigal Son. 
Ooh, Ooh we always love having you on. And it's the return. It is yes. the return. Yes, because Roger said, Morgan going to be on. I was like, yes, what does the P stand for this time? I'll be making up. I'll be walking around making up names for you, Morgan. Yeah, I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, you know, you haven't done, uh, uh, you know, the the other podcast that uh he used to be part of the triple of yet you know are we the first podcast you've been back on since yeah you know what it was supposed to be but i think people only like me for my for my jafakin accent um it's it's supposed to be a time when i was on when glenn johnson retired the boxer glenn the road warrior johnson who's famous for his uh jamaican accent we just couldn't we couldn't connect Uh oh Well, uh, hopefully everything's cool with you and the fellas at uh, All Balls Don't Bounce, Mr. Oh, for uh, sure. Will Wall Street, Will Strickland, and uh, of course, uh, Sweets Watson, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn's own Sweets Watson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I hope everything's cool with them, man. Everything is cool. So, what have you been up to, man? Since you know it's been a long time, no hear from, no see, really, you know. Uh, you, I know you say you were gonna be grinding on the right, and I get a update from uh, your, your, you know, your WordPress every week. Like, hey, this is what Morgan's been writing about. But tell the people uh, what you've been doing, uh, you know, since your departure from the podcast realm. Oh man, you said long time no hear from. You know who I thought of? Who? Lord Finesse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking of I was thinking of Chico the Barge. <laughs> <laughs> But go go, go uh, ahead. <laughs> oh, so I've been I've been I've been I've been grinding on the day gig. Again, I'm officially I'm a business reporter at the Toronto Star, but I write I'm still in sports. I still write a lot about the business of sport. Um, it's funny I had this uh, this this story because I couldn't let the Olympics come and go without jumping in. Uh, so I wrote this story about um, the hundred meter dash uh, and how. Uh, each of these contenders is kind of positioned to profit off this, like from a marketing and endorsement standpoint. So I wrote this big preview. And then in the comments, somebody wrote, well, it would have been nice if the reporter had told us when the race is. But the way like the office is set up, if I put that, if I put that one piece of information in there, mm-hmm. the race starts at 430 or whatever it is on, on, on Sunday. Then I get some editor coming down and wrapping my knuckles and saying, hey, buddy, you don't work in sports anymore. Wow. Detail makes it two sports. But if I leave that detail wow. out, like, yo, that's a great sports business story, man. We love it. So so I've been doing that, walking that fine line, uh, working on some freelance stuff that hopefully you guys will start seeing in the next couple months or so. Uh, and I'm on the verge of getting the green light to do something big at work, but we'll see. Like, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it until it happens, but it does, right. it does take a lot of time, all this pre-work. Well, you definitely don't want to jinx it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the second I say it in public, that's that's gonna be you know the next day I'll get fired, and that'll be that. <laughs> but, um, now I know I know you're a track man. Yes. You know, have you been watching the Olympics? Come on, man. This is like the day the Olympics. Sorry, before the Olympics started, because they had soccer, women's soccer was playing before the opening ceremonies, and I'm trying to watch this at work, and my computer did not have Microsoft Silverlight. And the way our computers are set up at work is that you have to be an administrator. Uh, to add software, so I had, had to go to IT quick. I was like, "Listen, you guys need to come install Silverlight on this computer because from July 25th to August 9th, which is August 10th, sorry, um, I don't plan on doing any work while I'm here. Like, I'm not taking any days off, but I'm just not doing any work. And you need to understand this: <laughs> fix my stream so that I can sit here at work." <laughs> And they knew what was at stake. Listen, they came quick. They fixed it quick because they know what's at stake. Nobody's trying to work right now. Nobody with an office job is trying to work 
between now and August 10th. Like, just forget it. It's 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 a losing battle to try to stem that tide. Now, do you like uh, specifically target the track like uh, events or do you are you one of the people that like really sits back, takes in the entire Olympics and, you know, the entire experience? Oh, no, listen, um, I love track, obviously. Uh, but I'm such a big fan of um, little person weightlifting. Um, like weightlifting itself is cool, but what I like is the dudes are like five to one thirty. I want to see a little guy lift three times his body weight, so I get into that. I watch a little judo. Like most of it, the first week is warm up to track and field, and when track and field comes, that's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know I, I I I get around. I'm 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 Olympic promiscuous. I get around. Ha! Yeah, because like with me, like I don't I don't I pretty much don't watch any of the Olympics really. Um, but you know, it's not even like uh, some type of um, season stance or some shit. You know, like I think a lot of people, if they hear you say that, then it's like, oh God, you're one of them. It's like I really don't have a thing. Like there's nothing I'm boycotting. There's nothing I'm really against. Um, um, I find it a little bit, you know, kind of silly or whatever, because I, I know, like, honestly, I wouldn't care about most of the stuff most of the year. So yes. I feel kind of phony being like, yeah, man, that that was a really great move by that gymnast. Why didn't she get a nine out of ten or whatever? It's like, I don't uh-huh. know. The difference between a nine, I learned what a flip was last week. And, well, you and know more than me. Three days later, I'm an expert, and I'm telling everybody that the, mm. the Russian judge doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I so. just go, ooh, it looked pretty, and they got a gold. That's as far as my, my mind conceives that. Yeah, so, I, you know, I haven't been watching it all, pretty much. Um, and then the one thing that I, you know, that I'm really into is basketball, but I don't think, um, I'm not huge into uh, watching Olympic basketball, because, you know, America's either way too fucking good, and I and I only want to see them, you know, uh, you know, people. Yeah, that's really it. And and right. you know, I'm a fan of the beat them down or whatever. But then there's sometimes where I'm just like, but you were supposed to beat them down, and then you did, and, and and everyone knew that was coming. So who cares? And the only thing you really can do is lose. And since the 2002 Olympics, when America decided fuck them Negroes playing basketball, I've not been like I've been like disenchanted with that shit ever since. Like, yep. Apparently, America is a little different for everybody else, and patriotism means something different when you got cornrows. So, you know, I don't feel like the world has changed because LeBron and them were, did the redeem team. I feel like nope. people are still going to be waiting to hate, so I would rather opt out. Um, but as someone not from America, do you watch it more like, okay, I'm rooting for Canada or I'm rooting for the U.S., and that's pretty much what I'm in it for? Or are you watching it like, Oh man, that that dude from, you know, wherever can can ball, you know, or that dude can, uh, you know, he's he's good at the high jump, and and that's what I care about. Well, as the American Canadian, uh, well, Will Strickland coined that term, but I'm American Canadian as well. I have two passports. This is, you know, people know me know this. Uh, so I cheer for Canadians to an extent, except mm-hmm. that Canadians aren't winners. Okay, mm-hmm. and Canada as a culture, like. I think we've discussed this. What's what's truth? Hold on. Uh, Canadians, we're not into the pursuit of happiness. We're into the pursuit of uh, adequate. Mm. Right? So Canada, you get seventh place in the Olympics. Like, we're happy. There's no expectation that you win. Um, whereas in the United States, 
this is, this is what I love and what I hate about the United States. Like Americans feel like if an American is in the competition, that American is the favorite for the competition. It doesn't matter um, <laughs> what the statistics say. What's yeah. happening right the last four years? Okay, it has no bearing on Americans' mm-hmm. expectations. This American is going to, I know you got the slowest seed time, but damn it, you're going to win. And when God doesn't win, he's a disappointment. And he understands he's a disappointment. Next time he's going to do better. Whereas a Canadian, you could be the favorite, um, best seed time by far, but you come in fifth and everyone's like, oh, that's greedy. <laughs> so to everyone in the world, he's one of the top 10. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. So, <laughs> kind of caught between these two things. Um, for the most part, I cheer for, uh, the African diaspora. Right. Uh, uh, and 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 the continent itself. Um, so like marathon, you know what? As long as this metal stay uh, in the Rift Valley, you know I'm good. Um, now when it comes to like events pitting Americans against Canadians, it's kind of dicey. It all depends on the, who the American is and who the Canadian is, right? Mm. Um, like me, I'm not like and can, like Canadians find this mind-blowing to learn that like my background is not jamaican at all my background is 100 percent african-american but at the same time i never cheered for carl lewis against ben johnson because carl lewis um is obnoxious mm. uh, uh, but like so do you cheer for usain bolt because he's no, a pretty obnoxious exactly i cheer for tyson gay and to a certain extent justin gatlin but tyson gay was my guy so it really it really really depends i cheer for cuba a lot because uh, they got a lot of diaspora um, in sports where you wouldn't expect diaspora. Mm-hmm. Like Cuba will put, they got melanin in rowing, you know, melanin in pole vault, stuff like that. So right. I cheer for Cuba. Um, but I, you know what? And, and I, and I kind of take it as it comes. I cheer for Canada in general, United States, certain instances, except the women's soccer team, because they're in that Carl Lewis level of obnoxious. Um, and then, yeah, but for the most part, I'm cheering for the diaspora. Well, it does kind of disintegrate into, like, that's the other thing about, um, when it comes to the Olympics that kind of turns me off is like it is literally like the most basic rooting like reasons like it's you know it's almost like when when you when you're hanging with people that don't know anything about a boxing match and then the two guys come to the ring and then they start being like oh you know I like his tattoos or you know (laughs) I think that dude's uh that dude's Puerto Rican I'm Puerto Rican and and I like and I like his hair and all of a sudden people become experts and shit that they don't know nothing about and and they and the thing about it they look at you like you don't love America because you ain't cheering I'm like I don't care enough about a lot of the sports right I think my biggest turnoff um from the Olympics is the like patriotism dick measuring like I don't appreciate being told like how American I'm supposed to be. Yeah, that, that's you know, true. like I, I love my country. I would, this is where I, you know, I'm glad I was here. There's no other country I would really want to live or like well, pre- hey, Romney prefer wins, to live. wins the election, man. You can come on up here. So. Okay. Yeah. Other than if Romney wins. Uh, but you know, there's like no real, like I like America. America's great. Like, you know, it's afforded me all kinds of opportunities and all kinds of shit. I mean, we, you know, we ain't shit, but I feel like most people ain't shit. So it isn't like, it's like if they, it's like people try to act like there's something inherently better about other countries. I'm like, right. But if you switched everything about our history to their history, they would not be shit too. Like, you know, we're kind of spoiled. We won the wars that we decided to fight, except for uh, that one that we don't talk about. And the two that we're in now. And, and we just, and we just, you know, we just kind of pretend nothing bad really happens. Like, it's just, that's our thing. And it's, I'm sure that, like, if you would have hollered at, uh, Europe or England right after they, uh, lost America, I'm sure that they were pretty much being dicks too. You know, it's just, it's just life, right? Well, we're a young two, two country. Points. Two points, right? One, 
you know, and I've been seeing the backlash, like the Fox News reports about people who don't feel, you know, Gabby Douglas's celebrations or her histrionics were patriotic enough and that fans aren't um, chanting USA enough. And I'm like, is it not enough to go out and win a gold medal for your country and stay like where why are we drawing these artificial lines? First yep. of all, and second of all, on, on, on that particular point, the people that are most strident okay, about chanting and waving flags uh, being the best way to show patriotism are also uh, the last ones to want to pay taxes. And to me, the most patriotic <laughs> thing anybody can do is pay taxes. Help your fellow American. You know what we need? We need a road. We need an interstate highway. Let me pay my taxes. But these guys are like, you know what? Paying taxes, that's un-American. But wave the flag. Listen, how does waving that flag at the Olympics help me get from Memphis to Nashville? It doesn't. Right. You know, no, but you taxes and we might have a better highway. But Morgan is easy and it don't require work. We about that. We about the simplest way of showing support ever. <laughs> right. The, if, if, if waving the flag is cheaper yes. than spending money, even though I spent $50 on the flag, it's still cheaper than a thousand dollars in taxes, sir. Yeah. Also, um, I think the most American of the, the event so far is the, the dressage event, which everyone keeps talking down, but there's nothing more American than, you know, having these little fancy ass horses dance around for nothing. Like that to me, that's, yeah, that's them America. Ho- them, they ain't talking about Serena. Them horses was quit walking. Right. <laughs> that's some straight up, uh, that's, that's the luxury of excess teaching your horse to dance. Like two, thing, two things about that. Um, Mitt Romney's wife, doesn't she not own a d- dressage horse? Yes. yes. So now all these all these right wing commentators now they're all into dressage, right? But again, because people only pay attention to these sports once every four years, they see it. Yes. And they start calling it dressage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, they mispronouncing it. <laughs> they must well dress the horse it, up. I guess to call it dressage would be un-American. You don't pronounce things in French. Because yeah. That's, we speak American um, here, son of a bitch. That's right. Dressage. Now put that horse in a dress. Well, also there was a and so dance. There was a, there was a dressage horse. Okay, and the the jockey. Uh, wait, I, in in a question, I don't think you call it a jockey. You just call it a rider. But the rider was Canadian, and this horse. Because what happens every now and then in dressage, right? Is that the horse just gets sick of being told what to do? So every now and then you'll see a horse just like stop trotting and just defecate on the on the on the field. Oh, this horse. Uh, that had the Canadian rider just went rogue and just ran off the course and threw her off and just ran, just ran Whoa. down this pathway, right? This is and, during the Olympics? Yeah, this is just this was last week. Shit. And, well, well, wait for the horse's name. The horse was named Gin and Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Who sponsored that? Snoop Dogg? Snoop Lion. Right, so I was like, I'm just waiting for somebody to write a story uh, blaming hip-hop for this, right. for this horse going rogue. They're going to have a Crips horse, a, a Bloods horse. Yeah, go ahead. Death Row horse. I mean, since we're going down all the names. Yeah, I just, like, I, I think the other thing, too, is, like, um, another reason I stay away from the Olympics is because, by extension, if you think about it, it kind of makes all of rooting interest in, like, any sport sort of silly. Like, the more you go into it, it's like, what the, none of this really matters that much. Mm-hmm. And people get so worked up. And people, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not downing you, you know, people make a living off of this shit. Yes, like, it is do. a huge entertainment industry 
that we all use to pass the time and stuff like that. So when you see something that you're where you're like not on board with it and you're just kind of watching it and you see it take over like, you know, your social media, your friends, your conversations locally and stuff, and you really could give less than a fuck, it's really like, wow, we we really throw ourselves into some shit. And it's even worse because it's almost like everyone I know becomes a casual fan. That's, you know, whereas like at least with like I in the NFL or NBA, I have a certain amount of people that I can go to and be like, you know what? These dudes are really hardcore. You know, they right. can tell me a stat from 1960 or something or they can tell me, you know, whatever. But literally there are people who learned about dressage, you know, Monday and Friday. Yeah. They're like arguing with someone about who should have won. And I'm like, you, but it's so obvious you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No. Don't you understand? I would, I would even say they learned about dressage. I'd say they found out about dressage. Right. Yeah. And I, arguing about it. I, I, I found out about it. And, and to get back to that, to the horse uh, breakdancing out there, the thing <laughs> about it is that a horse is a horse, of course, of course. And you know what? Horses are animals. And guess what? People don't like to dance 24-7 and get beat on and try to perform. So what do you think a horse is going to do? Whoa, whoa, Karen, hold up. Are you really going to talk bad about Joe Jackson right now? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, without without beating people and making them dance 24-7, we would have never had the greatest pop entertainer of all time. And Tito his, Jackson? And his sister and several Nicole, other yeah. iterations of the Jackson family. So I I think you need to take <laughs> that one back. Well, and you know McCarran's right because there's nothing extra in it for the mm-hmm. horse, right? Mm-hmm. That horse like, don't give a damn about them cameras and all that shit. Lights. Mm-mm. The rider wins the gold medal. The the rider winds up on the on the Cheerios box. The rider gets a bunch of sponsors. What's the horse get? Right. Not killed and made in the glue. Right. You get enhanced. <laughs> you know, and what's weird too, Morgan is like, and see, I wonder how you feel about this because, like, as a track person, um, does it bother you or well, you're probably used to it now. Like everyone is going to be into track for two weeks and literally a week later, if there's a track event, track and field event on NBC, all these people are, could be in the, the same field could be out there and all these people would be like, I'm not going to watch that. Nothing's on TV. I'm bored. Do, do you get bothered by the fact that like people only care because there's a flag attached and then once you mm-hmm. take the flag out, they're like, it don't fuck it, it's not Jamaica versus America, I don't care. It's just a bunch of people well, running. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a fan of the sport, um, you know, I'm really ambivalent about events like the Olympics because in some ways I, I prefer it when the only people who want to talk track with me are people who actually understand the sport. Same with boxing, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, me and Corey Erdman of Morning Jones fame, we can talk boxing all the time. We have friends we can talk boxing with. But then when Pacquiao fights or Mayweather fights, all these guys that don't normally pay attention to it, they want to watch one round out of 12 and see that it's even and be like, oh, yeah, Mayweather's lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. So it's it's been the same thing with, 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 with track and field. You know, all these people that don't normally, like, I have my people I talk track and field with, um, and now all these other people and journalists, too. And the thing about journalists is, is they get paid to be right and to be authoritative. And when it comes to a sport like track and field or like boxing, guys, especially in Canada, that come to it from hockey or whatever, they're just as authoritative, but they're just authoritatively wrong and it's annoying and then you cannot, you can't tell them any different. 
Because, nope. hey, I've, man, I've been here 10 minutes. I know what happens. It's like on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's like those people you see there, like, Mayweather's scared of Pacquiao, and you just have to go, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, that's what you, he... Yeah, if you say so. This man who has faced down all these opponents over his life and gets punched in the face for a living... For a living. ...is, is now afraid. He's, a, he's afraid of so being hit. Right. So, so I'm, I'm very, very, very uh, ambivalent about it. What, but what, what what's interesting to me is how these things play out in the U.S. sports media and just in the sports talk sphere. Because, again, this is like I tweeted, I was like, OK, because there's certain discussions we have to like we just have to, 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 to stop them before they get started. And the mm-hmm. one discussion that happens within 12 hours of every Olympic men's 100 meter final. Uh, by the next morning, someone has some story speculating about an NFL team that wants to call this person and sign him up. <laughs> yes, they do. Right, makes twenty million dollars a year to run and does not get hit at all. Face doesn't have to catch anything. So who am I? I'm, I'm the I'm the Houston Texans who's saying I know you make twenty million dollars a year, but I can pay you six million dollars a year, and you might not get a concussion, but you might. Huh? How do you like that? Right. Everybody's taking that deal, but this is how Americans kind of um, view it. This is their way of making it make more sense to them when they could just. He's break. as fast as Chad Johnson. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing is like, <laughs> they always compare them to somebody. Right. Because you know how running a 40 for the combine is the exact same as preparing all your life to run in the Olympics. It's the same. And right. And that's the other discussion we just have to stop before it gets started. Like, there is nobody in the NFL. Um, that is going to come within 10 meters of the slowest guy in the semifinals at the Olympics. So let's just not have this discussion. How do you think um, Chris Johnson would do? No. No. <laughs> right. No. And, do a thing. and Morgan, America is so, I, I, how can I say it? We are so pro-America that they was even talking about the NFL actually going to the Olympics. And they were talking about they have like 60-something countries that play American football. Which is very well. And, and I want to turn the television over because the thing is that the football players here in America are not going to go for that. Yeah, you get some college students and people for free, but the professionals, which everybody right. would want to see, is not going to go to the Olympics. No, because it's one thing to play basketball for free. Um, something very different to play football. For yes, free. it is. Right. I I mean, yeah, it's such a risk. And that's the real question isn't what Americans can we get? Because, um, like, I think there is something to represent your country. And there would be some people that would put pride into it and be like, I want to do it, blah, blah, blah. Right. I get that. Um, And and of course, obviously, you could also make some endorsement money, possibly. I All that stuff I get. But. Who the fuck is gonna field a team from some other country? Thank you. To play against these fucking goons, man. Hell yeah, no. No. It'll be, be three countries in that whole thing. It'll be Canada, US, <laughs> and maybe, maybe Mexico, because they like American football in Mexico. Yeah. I've seen Mexican newspapers do it on a Monday. All first of all, Mark Sanchez, he's like their Tim Tebow. Like, but they will cover the hell out of the NFL. So it'll be US, Canada. And, and and Mexico. And that's not a competition. Like, if you can't have baseball in the Olympics because it's not worldwide enough, then how the hell can you have football? Right. Baseball well, is more worldwide than football to me. It's hard, like, I've seen those uh, NFL games they have in Europe where they force those guys to go over there and play a couple games every year. Those people could not be less interested in that fucking game. Right. Like, they're literally like, why, why is the rugby guy throwing the shit forward? Yeah. 
right. I don't get it. I guess that's right. Exactly. Um, um, it's got big shoulders in it. Um, the other thing too, man, um, I saw a couple people in the chat room say this after I said, uh, people don't really watch the sports work, you know, year round. And a couple of people were like, Oh, I watch a year round. I watch a year round. Here's the thing. If you say you watch it, you know, when it's on, um, that's one thing. My question is, do you watch it when there's an NFL game on the other channel? <laughs> do you watch it when, you know, the NBA is on NBC right. or whatever? Like, Choose if you it over other sports. Right. That's watching a sport. If not, you're just fucking, it's just on. You know, if, if you're not, if, if, if you come to the, if you get to the Olympics and you go, oh yeah, I know those guys. And you can tell me about them before they show up, then yeah, then I give it to you. You watch the sport. But if you're learning about them like I'm learning about them, then that doesn't count. <laughs> nope, it don't count at all to me. You know, everyone, like only the Olympics can have complete total surprise by the media when, uh, someone wins something that, you know, uh, you know, they've, they've been doing their entire lives. Yeah, like when the number one ranked person in any sport, wins and it's a surprise because that person happens not to be american yet right only, only olympics Hello. only in the united states um so all right another thing that's been happening i've just been seeing it on my timeline i have really actually tried to avoid it because um this is the other thing the olympics are good for is bringing out how much uh minutia and small bullshit people can get into like morgan alluded to earlier uh people saying athletes aren't patriotic enough <laughs> not not celebrating enough like i don't know what they were supposed to do serena williams at the crip walk what else do you want right like that's not patriotic because that's like patriotic to a specific neighborhood to a specific part of a specific neighborhood that's patriotism man right that's not my america you know <laughs> nah that's america too baby we got exactly. we got ghettos and penthouses in the same <laughs> in the same zip code um so yeah that was so like um another thing i saw was apparently um Gabby Douglas um, <laughs> took the world by storm uh, by being good at gymnastics and winning gold. And I've been seeing a lot of like uh, African American won gold, African American won gold. You know why can't we just be proud of her? And I'm like, what? So wait, there's opposition to just being proud of someone for winning gold? <laughs> like no, I, so I, people are. What are you gonna say, Karen? No, I, I, and this is the problem that I have. For some reason, when people of color win something kind of for the first time and you kind of point out the African-Americans and their blackness, all of a sudden, well, why you got to point out she black? Well, she is, and you can't erase that, and that's a part of America patriotism, too. Yeah, well, first of all, I don't see any reason to be not proud of her if you're black and you, no. you know, and you're rooting for her. Like, I, like, just let me start with that and to be like, uh, I get why people, like, kind of picked her as like their person like 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 morgan said he watches it and looks at the melanin content of certain at the di- the african diaspora as he said earlier um and kind of you know roots has a rooting interest there so oh, yeah. i i get that right my question is like apparently people were joking on her hair and everyone on my timeline lost their fucking mind and it wasn't even like um skip bayless was joking on her hair or like some, you know, some dude with a million followers. It was like a random dude. And he got like quoted in a Huffington Post article and shit. He has like 400 followers. And I was like, are we, at this point, it's almost like you're detracting from her winning by giving that motherfucker so much attention. Yes. 
Like, why, why did we let that become the debate? Her hair. Like, she won. The end. Uh, what, what do you think about it, Morgan? Because, I, like I said, I haven't been following it. That's just what it looked like on my timeline. Maybe there's more to it. Well, when I first... When I first... Um, when I first heard that there was opposition to her hair, and, and blame me for profiling, because mm-hmm. the first thing I thought was that, like, the, 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 the natural hair doctrinaires were going to be all over her. That's what I thought it would be. I was hoping it was a weave. Right, I was, right. I was hoping not. I'd see like I was hoping I'd see somebody like Beyonce, uh, golden hair weave out there just killing the Olympics, getting gold, and I'd be rooting now like, that yeah, would girl, be fabulous. Like get that shit. <laughs> but go but, ahead, Morgan. I'm sorry. Knock him out with your hair, girl. I, was, and I got love for my natural hair uh, doctrinaires, but I, w- I was a little disappointed to learn that the backlash, backlash did not come from them. Um, I am surprised, but never surprised to hear. Well, I am a little sad that that hair slander now has been basically outlawed and ridiculed for the rest of the Olympics. Because now I can't talk about Asafa Powell's gold soul patch because hair slander is 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 outlawed. Mm. You know, and that's sad. But it's it, it never amazes me. And and you're right. What what the Olympics in the social media age have done have been has. It has given people even more things to complain about mm-hmm. because mainstream media are so obsessed with social media because they're all trying to show the rest of the world how basically mainstream media, like place where I work and these TV stations, they're trying to show everybody else on Twitter how hip they are by showing that they're plugged in to what's happening on Twitter. So now everyone's got a yep. social media reporter and they sit around and read tweets and half the time more, 99% of the time the tweets are meaningless but this guy and a few people start tweeting about Gabby Douglas's hair it gets picked up because Huffington Post has to show that they're plugged in um, whatever other outlet has to show that they're plugged in yes and these guys wind up getting a lot more traction than they would have received otherwise a lot more traction than they um, had merited and then you know the people criticizing her I'm like well you're at a keyboard she's winning a gold medal right you tell me who's in the better position, and how many black women at sixteen years old um, have are completely satisfied with their hair, or have perfect hair. Like for a black woman finding hair that works for you, that is a long process. That takes years. That takes decades. Like you survey 35, 35 year old black women, ask them how many of them could look at their hairstyle at sixteen and be like, "Yeah, I like that now." Exactly. Ain't that the truth? Karen had Jerry Curl, so yeah, yeah I so I've came a long way, baby. Like them slim ass cigarettes. But it's this people, you know. And but again, and like the the that's the power of social media and the power of the retweet is that it's <laughs> remember okay, same album. Rod stakes is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, sunshine. Uh, and Pazanus is talking about guns, and he's like, uh, a gun made a man out of pussies from around my way, who usually wouldn't have a fucking thing to say. This is social media. It takes, mm. like, these morons, okay, and turns them into geniuses. You get them retweeted enough times, and suddenly people in mainstream media are are, are, are quoting them like their authorities are like they represent... Um, you know, anybody other than themselves. Oh, black people are mad at Gabby, Gabby Douglas's hair. Well, maybe it's not black people. Maybe it's just five people. But they get retweeted a lot. But this is what social media does. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it does get annoying, again, especially when that complaint, that complaining uh, starts to infringe on sports that I watch all the time that no one else watches. Right. And especially when it makes it to, like, the Huffington Post. 
right you know it's just like wait y'all pick that up like i get why you know some of the women on my timeline might you know go off about that and start ranting and it's like you know and i and I, i'm never the guy who chimes in and goes well it's only that like three people so calm down i never say that like i don't give a fuck rant about it you know that's fine i could unfollow you if i didn't want to see it so I know it's so you know but but when i see it it's always like all right well it's only these people and i'm just not gonna say anything just gonna kind of do my thing keep watching tv and then there's like here's a link to it in huffington post i'm like really yeah and- <laughs> there's, there's definitely that feedback loop right like something wasn't important until it got retweeted to retweeted into the timeline of the huffington post person now the huffington post person maybe or maybe not you know does or does not check to see who this person is that did the tweeting in the first place are they reputable um or are they a peon but whatever it is now, because the Huffington Post is talking about it, it's got to be important. So it's not that it was important enough for the Huffington Post to talk about, but now that the Huffington Post has discussed it, it must be important. Right. And it just keeps going. They made news. Right. And yeah. this is how we wind up, yeah, discussing Gabby Douglas's hair on the news. Which I think is ridiculous in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't matter if she had natural hair, if her hair was relaxed, if she had dreads. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. And you, you're making an issue that wasn't the issue then. While we we're talking about uh, Gabby, also right after she won the gold, mm-hmm. NBC turned around and played a commercial of a monkey <laughs> winning, uh, like like flipping and yes, doing gymnastics, like it, it immediately right behind it. And it was a huge backlash about it. And they had what? to apologize because they said that was not their point. Was you know I guess it was always scheduled to co- come after that. That, but nobody knew that so you know she wins the gold medal and then you have a monkey flipping it and doing all kinds of shit behind it and people were pissed what it's, it's like after she won somebody should be like you know what we oh, hey, 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 that commercial right there that commercial right there mm, um, uh, we, we, need, we need to play that uh doing the track and field or something that, that ain't right <laughs> what the fuck you, you can't that, when was that ever gonna be a good idea i don't know who. How, what is the theme of that commercial I have no it's, idea. It's a show. It's a it's a show they're 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 hyping. It's an NBC show that involves some type of chimpanzee. Uh and in the commercial the chimpanzee is climbing like the, the rings like the, the, the male gymnasts use. Uh so right after the Gabby Douglas feature ends, cut to the commercial of the chimpanzee is swinging on the rings. I, I I don't know that you know that wasn't I don't think the NBC was trying to be racist or obviously, to be- obviously not. I'm not even offended on that level of like NBC is racist. I'm offended at them being that fucking stupid. Yep. It's like yeah. you just need one black person in the room to be like, oh, oh not now. Right. Yeah, you, but like you can air that, but you can't air that right now. The yeah, black girl just won the gold. Right. Play something else. Yeah, Play something else. We can run that in a couple hours, especially right. if it's their show, which means they didn't have to run it. That's right. <laughs> like after Michael Phelps, man. Right, let's run that after Michael Phelps. Let's see what happens after the swimming events. There's not enough black people in that. Like, I don't know. That just seems kind of forced, man. But damn, that's fucked up, man. Jesus Christ. Um, The other thing I saw a lot of people were complaining about, and uh, I don't know how it happens in Canada, but apparently a lot of the events weren't live. They were not. So oh, that's, that's NBC, yeah. Oh, okay, so like, were you getting your stuff live in Canada, or were you having the same issues as no, some of the no, Americans? No. So here in Canada, well, NBC streams a lot of stuff live, but they just don't show a lot of stuff live on television. Uh, here you can stream a lot of stuff live, and then there's a lot more live content on television. But I, you know what? I can't be mad at NBC because um, audiences are, are difficult to control. 
But they found a way to exercise a little bit of control over this audience because they keep getting like record high ratings for their primetime broadcast. So as much as people complain about not being able to see stuff live, mm-hmm. um, they do wind up tuning in. Um, you could say it's a shame that NBC has forced them to do this, but in a hey, NBC's uh, their plan is working. They read uh, the marketplace and they they bet. On tape delay, and they and and they won. You know, they bet. Yeah. And 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 the thing about it is that I completely understand why they did it. Because if you aired stuff when it really aired in the gymnastics and all the girl when sixteen air at two a.m., who the fuck is gonna watch that here in our country? Yeah, like like it, it. I mean, it 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 just makes sense. And my thing about and I, I think the thing that really pissed me off is for the fact that. For those people that got mad about the spoiler alerts, you don't got Yahoo, you don't got email, you don't got Facebook, you don't got Twitter, but you mad when people are announcing the winners. And I'm like, you know it's on a tape delay. You can watch it on your iPad, your iPod. Right. They had apps. So people getting angry was kind of silly for the simple fact that wouldn't you rather see it delayed than not see it at all? Shouldn't your ass be at work is my question. <laughs> We've already discussed this. Like, what the fuck, dog? Like, at all. You have a job to do, and they've saved the best shit for when you get off. Yeah, be happy, motherfucker. Recording. Jesus. Well, here's the thing, because the biggest, the, the biggest, the biggest obstacle that any newspaper or broadcast television outlet is up against, and has been up against for the last fifteen or so years, is the fragmentation um, of their audience. Right. So if I'm NBC, um, and I make all these, I put all my money. Uh, into the primetime broadcast. The primetime broadcast figures to bring the largest audience, and if it brings the largest audience, it should also bring the largest ad revenue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if I cannibalize that audience by showing a bunch of stuff on television live, then I'm costing myself money. I've invested, you know, billions of dollars in these games. I have to get as much of that back through advertising as I can. So I completely and I would be probably more angry about it if I was in the United States and unable to see a lot of these things live. But I understand exactly um, what they're doing because they have to safeguard as large um, as large a chunk of that primetime audience as they can. If they start streaming stuff or start broadcasting stuff, I'm sorry, on television live during the day, then the primetime audience is a lot smaller and then that primetime ad revenue is a lot smaller. So, I, hey, it's a business, man. So I, mm-hmm. I can see why they're doing it. All right. Well, all right. That's our Olympic coverage. I guess we should go ahead and introduce the show. Uh, this is the Blackout Tips <laughs> podcast, and you can find us at theblackouttips.com. Uh, and uh, also the guy who asked about patriotism in the Olympics. Are you happy now? Was I patriotic enough for you? I love America. Yeah, that's all our Olympic coverage we're going to get. I just don't, don't like the Olympics. None of that shit actually counts. Oh, you're, why do you hate America, Rod? Yeah. I just, you know how it is. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can go and find this podcast everywhere, blackoutist.com. You can, uh, while you're there, you can vote in the polls, you can leave comments, you can donate to the show, you can do recurring donations, uh, you can also buy stuff from the store, you can like our Facebook page directly from there. We also have Facebook links and Google Plus links at the bottom of each post, so mm-hmm. if you would just like to do that, you know, let people know you like it, share it on your Facebook page, do that, you know, it helps us out. Um, you can also do stuff like go on iTunes and leave us five star reviews. If you do, we'll read it on the show. Every single one of them, regardless of content. 
even if it's bad about us um you can also do stuff like uh you know find us on podomatic stitcher radio um a bunch of stuff you can contact the show through calling us 704-557-0186 leave us a voicemail throughout the week talk to us live saturday mornings when we do our feedback show you can email the show the blackout tips at gmail.com all this contact information is also in the about section of our website in case you missed it while i was just running it down and you don't want to have to rewind i understand um you can donate your account too uh, donate your social media account, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we can use it to spread the word. Uh, we basically use it to retweet, like, when an episode is live or, you know, who a guest was, things like that. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. An unofficial sport. Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. Coming to the Olympics next time. So. Oh, now I watch that shit. Right. That's what they need to do, add some sports I would watch. <laughs> pole dancing, twerking. Right, pole dancing. Yeah, they do pole, pole dancing. I watched that. They did kick that around for a while, but I don't think it got added. You know, it's a universal sport because again, that's that's why they got rid of baseball and softball. Right, they didn't play them in enough countries. Pole dancing, that's just about everywhere. Uh, this podcast is also double sponsored. It's sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions' latest movie uh, on DVD, "In the Goodbye," starring longtime friend of the show and legal. I mean, she's 18 now, yes, people. Yes, she is. So, all you guys that have been, uh, been pedophiles, her. Yeah. you can, you can finally show your face in the light of day. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, someone on Twitter. Like, I didn't know what her age was. I didn't care. I was just like, I don't know. I think she's, like, too young for any of you guys to be lusting over, so chill out. And uh, <laughs> someone went and found her on Twitter and found out her age, and they were like, she's 18. She just turned 18, so I don't feel bad anymore. And uh, I was like on the show, I was joking around like, yeah, okay, of course, you 40 year old pedophile or whatever, you know, just like you, she's barely legal now. So it's not creepy anymore. Uh, you're, you're 50 years old. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm only 10 years older now. I was like, that's still creepy. 20, <laughs> being 28, bringing an 18 year old to a party. Try that. Try that. You and see. Get the side after me. Yeah. Try going to her parents' house and me going to dinner. See what they think. I got a feeling that uh, they're not going to take it too well. Mm-mm. It's like uh, Angel dating Buffy in uh, the, the TV show Buffy. Like, eh. I know. She got her Algebra 4 book and you talking about, come on, girl. Go, let's go out and party with me. <laughs> right. uh, I got homework tonight. Mm-mm. Right. Um, anyway, um, starring longtime friend of the show, Alexa Yeans. You can pre-order it now and save two bucks plus save on shipping costs. So for only five bucks right now, you get a DVD of the latest short film packed with bonus features like interviews, a gag reel and audio commentaries. All pre-order ship August the 10th, which is five days away. So get on it, y'all. go to shadowdogproductions.com slash ITG. Dot HTML that stands for in the goodbye, mm-hmm. um, or you can just go to the blackouttips.com and search sponsor, and this will come up, and you can uh, click on the link and go get it. You saw our, uh, Alexa Games dominate in the comedy and dirt cheap therapy, so now you can watch her work it in a drama. That's right, she's gonna be crying and shit, y'all. It's hard to do than you think. Um, the it other, is. <laughs> the other sponsor that we have is uh, the it's sexy. The very, very sexy um, uh, AdamandEve.com. Let me see if I can find some sexy music real quick. Oh, there we go. That's, that's pretty sexy. Is, is that work for you, Karen? Yes, it does. All right, let me get my volume right. Mm. Ah. That's right, ladies. I'm so. The Reverend Al Green is supporting you. 
<laughs> AdamandEve.com. Oh, I'm so in love with my, with my vibrator. Is quite a game. I mean, this is my first time going there. Wow. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Of course I, you are. I hope they are. I hope this song puts you in the mood. Ladies, you should be looking for that too. Ladies, have you been thinking about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? You know you had your eye on something. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item. Yes, sir. But that's not all. It ain't, sir. No, you can get more, Karen. You get 50% off that one item, but you also get three free adult DVDs of white people in period pieces having sex in slow motion. Yes. Uh, in different places across the world. Right. That should uh, liven things up. Plus, you get a free extra gift that's so central that I can't mention it on the podcast. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on the entire order, people. Yes, they do. So think about that mathematically. You go buy something. Say it's $25. You get 50% off of that. That shit is twelve fifty. Yes, then they sir. give you free DVDs of sex. Mm-hmm. Then they give you a free gift that I can't even fucking tell you about. Mm-hmm. And then they give you free shipping. So all you yes. really had to pay was $12.50 plus tax for whatever you wanted. Now I say you go. I say you go big or you go home. If I was say you, that again. I'd buy yeah. like the eighty pack of condoms or some shit yes, like that the, and get the, half off the uh, big vat of Jello lube. Yeah, right. Be right ambitious. There. You know, outwork your coverage is what I say. Mm-hmm. And you can use the code over and over again. We know because people have told us and we've used it. So it's, this is this is uh, more than a one time deal. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get fifty percent off of one item when you type in. TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. Get the three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. And uh, it's a really good way to support the show, guys. It is. They definitely see the numbers we turn in and go, oh, cool, let's give you some more money. They is buying stuff. Right. Yes, and, and supporting them, support us to get Will and Justin back on for that extra mic. Right. Treat your genitals. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Yep, All right. Make them happy and make us happy. I have some random thoughts. Um, now, uh, Morgan, I've never asked you about this. I've never heard you talk about it, so I'll just I'll ask you ahead of time so we can get your opinion. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what's your What do you stand on? Like bugs in your house? Like, are you cool? Do you have like a bug hierarchy where you like let spiders live if you see them, but you kill uh, like roaches or something like that if you saw one? Uh, nothing in my house. Uh, with more than four legs mm-hmm. lives see i'm with Mor- morgan this is why okay. i like you man i yeah. didn't even know Mm-mm. what your answer was gonna be and even though you are from canada i'm glad that it's not a canadian thing uh living so up there because uh surely. one of our listeners was trying to be like you need to let them live i was like could this be a canadian thing because that doesn't make any fucking sense why would i do that right I, I, don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to take this bug and like put it outside and I live in a condo. I live in an apartment. Like, where am I going to put it? If if it's in my house, it's got to die. Because leaving him, letting him live, you know, kind of sends a message to any other bug that might be in the house that it's okay just to be in the house. It's not okay for him to be in the house. Whereas it's if a- I kill him and all the rest of the bugs back wherever they live are like, where's Tyrone? He ain't come back tonight. <laughs> Coming back, exactly. It's a sl- slippery slope, my friend. Yeah. They will think twice before they walk their butt out into my kitchen or wherever they're coming. When it comes to bugs, I believe in the death penalty. Yes. So, <laughs> so like, uh, you know, Shirley from uh, com was, like, defending spiders or something. That was the one she chose, you know. By extension, 
by extension i believe you could defend almost any predator bug to be quite honest um and that is okay because that's always people's logic right no let the spiders live because they eat the mosquitoes and i'm like well then who's gonna eat the spiders right right (laughs) well then the lizard then the lizard eats the spiders okay then what am i gonna get for the lizard Right. Get a snake. Okay, we can just do this forever. No, no, no. You gotta stop this. Yeah. I don't need the circle of life in my house. I know it's so. Um. So. Um. So I was thinking, like, you know, you're defending spiders because they kill other bugs. But what bugs are they killing? Because they're always killing bugs that I could kill. Like they like they don't like it's not like they're killing scorpions and shit like they, they're they killing like gnats and, and mosquitoes and flies or some shit that i could easily spray and kill and sweep up or hit with a, a newspaper oh, or something like that i know um so like and the, and the thing is man it's like you know it, like it, the spider is never i've never seen one in action like in my house so it's like you know, I'm I'm looking at, at a gnat fly around, and then I would just be looking at the spider like, you gonna you gonna do something? No. <laughs> you, 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 well, I guess I guess I got this one too. You gonna handle well, you it? You know how the spider uh, kills bugs too? Is that they, the bugs get caught in the web? Right. right. It's not like the spider's out like actively hunting. He's not patrolling the perimeter, you know, looking for for ants or whatever. He just has the web. So you have to not only put up with the spider, you got to let the spider spin a web in your house. Right. And then you have to wait for that fly that's in your house to fly into the web. Like, it's very... He's not... And he's not Batman. No. no. He, he's no. not like Peru. He's not con- like walking the night streets of my kitchen <laughs> waiting for <laughs> waiting for, for roaches to strike. No. Right. And, and then it's, it's a two-edged sword because not only do the, do the fly get caught, my ass get caught in that shit too. So everybody need to go. Right. I've never even seen a spider catch a roach. Let alone do they catch roaches, right? Uh, they, they catch flying insects because the flying insects fly into the web, right? So I, mean, nothing terrestrial. A spider can't do can't, can't do anything. So I, you have a bug that can kill bees and wasps, right? Then I then guess. we can think about it, right? Like, and no, I've been thinking, I ain't even considering it. Oh, and I, they still got to die. I've been thinking about it, and I, I decided that I would let a spider live in the house under one condition, and that would be if it saved my life. <laughs> like if, like if you want to prove a point to me spiders save my fucking life like if i see like a mosquito or something like coming for my neck and then the spider just like jumped out of nowhere and like hopped on the mosquito and killed it then that spider could stay because right. i'd be like you know what you care about the people in here and i didn't see that coming it could have had malaria i don't know what the fuck was in that mosquito could have just ate off a hiv positive person and you know i'm not good with with science maybe that would have gave me something i don't know well you um, can't take that chance right well Mm -hmm. well so all i'm gonna tell you is that you better let me know because if i happen to walk in and he resuscitating you i'm spraying his ass yeah well that that spider can stay that one if that ever happens. Until then, you no. Make, you better make it clear because I'm beating his ass and shooting him with some rain and telling him to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. You don't even pay rent. No. The fuck are you doing? for free. No. Who the fuck takes in like... You ain't paying power, lights, gas. Well, you ain't paying shit. You just around. Get out of here. You got, spi- you, you got well, spider borders and shit living in your house. I remember seeing this news story. and This, this is some only in California shit. So basically, uh, this is I think in Los Angeles... So basically, if your house becomes infested with bees, right? Yeah. People call animal control and say, hey, come send an exterminator, get rid of these bees. And instead of sending an exterminator, the city would come teach you how to keep the bees and collect honey from the bees. And then you go take the honey 
to the farmer's market because feral honey is supposed to be really uh, valuable <laughs> and healthy. Now, again, that's the one uh, circumstance under which I could... Yeah, right. But then I got bees, man. Right. If the, no. if the spiders can make me rich... Like, okay, like, I would think about keeping a spider if it was like, you know what, that's a million dollar spider web. Or maybe if it was the spider from, um, you know, the Charlotte's web, if it was that spider, and every day I woke up, I had a new message in a corner that was, you know, something nice, I, I might like be the, like... Like the lottery winning numbers or some shit. Right, like, like I yes. might be able to be like, okay, that spider is proving its worth. I've never seen that shit, so all spiders die. Until and, further notice, you don't come in my fucking house. And all, and all bees die. I don't like bees either. I don't like them. I got stung by wasps when I was fishing when I was seven. Fuck that. They hurt. They sting. No. They right. fly. I'm out. I kind of feel bad for bees, though, because, like, wasps give bees a b- bad name. Yes, they do. Like, wasps are, like, the, the black people that kill people and shit in Chicago. And then, like, <laughs> bee, bees are, like, the, the upstanding citizens yeah, of Chicago. Because bees can only sting once and then they die, for one. Yeah. And, then, and then, two, like, bees don't want to sting you. No. Like, bee, bees are also like, man, I don't want to have to die for this bullshit, but <laughs> fuck it. You keep coming towards me. Like, wasps are like, I'm <laughs> going to sting you. Fuck you. You came in my vicinity. Yeah. Hornets and shit. It's like, I'm going to make you run. And I might still sting your ass. Like, they don't have any time for consideration or talking it out. Like, I've seen bees float around all day and never come close to stinging somebody. But those fucking hornets and wasps aggressively approach people. Well, because bees also have a function. Like, bees, and again, yeah, because bees have a job. Hornets and wasps are unemployed. Like, bees... (laughs) stuff. Like, bees are busy. That's why we have the term busy bee. They are busy. Right. They have jobs and shit. Wasps, yeah, wasps don't have jobs. Wasps aren't out like needing, they don't need to pollinate anything. They nah. just, they just here to fuck shit could up. You, could you imagine the bee was like, damn it, all I'm trying to do is get to this fucking flower patch by 8 a.m. and bitch, you keep, you keep getting right. in my way. The wasps are like the people on section eight that like rent yes. out the house up the street in your block and lower everybody's property value. They don't cut the grass Mm-mm. and they look at you hard every time you walk by like, yeah, I know you're going to work so you won't be home for eight hours. Bees I might like, break I'm your on shit. the schedule. <laughs> right. The bees are just looking. They riding by every day like, look at these niggas. I can't yes. believe. Yeah, they probably know our names by now but like, yeah, that's Susan. I think they call yeah. her Susan. Ain't that Susan? Yeah, that's Susan. They're just like, get a job, wasp. right i hate you i hate you motherfuckers like i guarantee they don't get along so yeah but whenever we talk about stinging shit we always throw bees out there that's the first thing it's like you know what i hate is bees it's like i hate wasps and hornets yes 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 you know those big ass fat bumblebees can't even sting you no they can't they, well, I I don't know the technical name for them, but because I'm in the country, we call them wood bees because oh. they actually um bore holes in wood. I right. don't know how the hell they do it, but if you got like big ass holes in your wood outside, they call wood bees. Mm. And we was outside, and I was standing there, and my uncle was like, "Just let it run into you. It just bings off of you. It don't sting it. It don't even have a fucking stinger, but it looks like a huge ass bumblebee, so everybody panics." Yeah. Like, I, it's sad, man. Like, that's the most harmless of the bees, man. That shit is like, um, it must be what it feels like to be like a black Republican or something. Where it's just like, <laughs> it's like, I don't even like these other bees. I don't, I don't even have a stinger or anything. I'm on your side, human. I'm like, nope, I'm racist against all of you. Yep. Y'all care, all gotta go. I don't care if you vote for Romney or not. Mm-mm. Um, all right. The other thing, uh, Morgan, you've been following any of this stuff with Chick-fil-A over the last two weeks? 
I heard there was going to be a, a kiss in or something. Yeah, and there was a kiss in, and gay people went and kissed in front of Chick fil A and stuff. And at first, I was really against it. Like, y'all don't have Chick fil A up there, do you? No. Sadly, no. Um, sadly, at this point, it might be better for y'all. Um, but, uh, you know, there were people like kissing in front of it and stuff, and they were trying to, um, you know, like, you know, prove a point and stuff. And, you know, at first I was kind of against that, like, you know, fuck these people. They don't want you there. Um, you know, everybody knows that, uh, well, not everybody, obviously. It wouldn't be an issue. But I'm like, yeah. you know, the people on your side are on your side. And those people are just like, they're going to Chick fil A. Um, on Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day at this point to support bigotry, in my opinion. Like, let's let's go give our money to make sure these gay people can't get married, right? To show them that we're united against them. And I'm like, you know, that's the dumbest fucking reason I've ever heard for buying a chicken sandwich. Yes. Like, even if I was hungry for a chicken sandwich, on bigotry day, yep. I'm driving by. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, that's the one day that I don't need Chick-fil-A in my life, dog. It doesn't matter how good those waffle fries are or whatever. It's like, today's not the day to go wait an hour for a chicken sandwich to prove a fucking point. Um, you know, even as a person who was like, you know, I'm kind of for the idea that someone can have a fucked up opinion, but can own a business as long as the business is legal and they aren't discriminating against people in their business. Uh, they should be able to have a business. Um, even as someone on that side, I wouldn't stand in line for a fucking chicken sandwich on bigotry day. Sorry. You know, I'm like, sorry, Chick-fil-A. Uh, if this is what's going to keep you from having a business in Boston, then I won't be out there. Right. Um, so, you know, the next day they had like the kissing thing and I was like, I don't do that. But after seeing the pictures and stuff, yeah, do it. Fuck them. Like, like I get it. Cause it's not like a kiss is hurting anyone. And it's honestly, it's not like the actual employees there give a fuck. So it's not like someone behind the register is going to be like, I saw two women kissing and violated my religion, which is why I have a job at Chick-fil-A, you know? So. I get it, man, and um, I hope that made people feel somewhat better. But I just, I guess my whole thing has been that none of this is going to change anything uh, because I think what the people who go out and vote for and slash against gay marriage is not because Chick Fil A told them to. Right? No, they, 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 they're into that already, and you're not going right. to walk in. You're not going to walk into Chick Fil A uh, as a proponent of same sex marriage and then walk out of there as an opponent. Of right. same sex marriage, yeah, they 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 know who their constituency is. I just always really struggle to comprehend the type of human being, okay, that gets a bunch of money. They're owner Chick Fil A. You got money, yeah, money to spend, right, on anything you want, any number of causes, any number of causes. What the hell makes you choose that cause out of? Any number of causes, like any number of people in the world, you can help. Make the world a better place. Donate it to an organization that stops people from doing something. And if you're a heterosexual, what the hell does it matter to you? (laughs) Right. This is what I could never figure out. What I could never figure out. Like, there's a difference, and people still have not figured out this difference between legal gay marriages and mandatory gay marriages. And nobody's advocating mandatory gay marriages. And pulling husbands away from their wives and saying, sorry, man, you got to marry this dude down the street. This shit is mandatory. Right. But I, I, I just, I, I, even if I, even if I'm against, even if I don't believe a man should marry another man, to get to the point where I would take some of my hard earned money. Right. If it's just someone 
and say, here, you do the Lord's work with this money. Make sure these two dudes don't get Yeah, there. we we actually titled the episode Stupidity, which mm-hmm. is a, a word that I invented, combining stupidity and absurdity, with the pictures of people like uh, take it, you know, like uh, standing in line for chicken sandwiches mm-hmm. or the pictures of people, you know, protesting. It's just like, or there was one picture of a, a black church all holding up Chick-fil-A bags. And I was like, this has now become so dumb and so absurd. Like, it's stupidity. Yes. <laughs> the only way I can think, it's stupidsurd. Yes, and like I told you, when I eat my fish sandwich, I don't I don't want to have to ha- eat a political card out of my fish sandwich that pops up. But, like, hey, did you know that this fish sandwich came from so-and-so? No, I just want to enjoy my food. Like Roger said, don't get to the point where everything you eat is going to have some kind of political backing behind it. I just want to enjoy my food. I don't care where it came from. I, I, I hate to be that ain't shitness, but that's how I feel. Yeah. I just want to enjoy my food. Well, here's the thing that's funny, though. Like, I'm one, I'm four. I'm now for the uh, people that were kissing in front of Chick-fil-A. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I get it. They, these other motherfuckers did some fucked up shit um, going out there to display how they don't want your way of life to basically be able to exist or have equal footing. Uh, actually, the poll for the for the show yesterday was uh, if you're against gay marriage, uh, are you homophobic? Yes or no? Don't you know, you have to be. That's what I said. How can they? I. How can there be enough? And people are saying, uh, people are, some people are voting no. And I'm like, how? How is that fucking possible that you aren't somewhat? Like, I'm not even saying that you're like drag a, hom- a gay person behind your truck in Texas homophobic. And I think that's what But it you is. are yeah. homophobic. Yeah. There's yeah. no way to be um, like, oh, you know, I actually, you know, I love gay people. They're the greatest. And uh, I respect them. They're just like you and I. Uh, but they can't get married. They better and, and not you know what? get the, married. That will that will fuck everything up. Like, what? I, I think, <laughs> and baby, I think a lot of people treat this like a lot of people kind of treat racism. It's almost like if it ain't blatant. They be like, I'm good, you know, like like with slavery, you know, you know, no, no, they they should be free, they they should be free. Mm, they ain't got the right to vote, but they should be free, they should right, be free. Right. You know, it's like you almost had that same mindset where, it's so dumb. where where you go, it's okay, but you can't have the same rights. As uh, so yeah, I'm judging you, um, but so um, here's the thing that I said when it started though. I was like, you know, the and I and I think now I feel a little bit differently about it. I'm kind of glad the boycott stuff happened. I'm glad that. I'm actually glad that people came out and bought Chick-fil-A sandwiches because uh, it, it really brings on the point I've always been making, which is that it's real people. Yes, it right. is. The people kissing are real people. The people standing in line are real people. Yes, they are. And it's not the corporation that's causing these real people to do this. Nope. You know, a lot of people get into the boycott culture and they lose sight of the fact that, like, well, yeah, you can get Rush Limbaugh off the air, but Rush Limbaugh's fans are always going to exist and that message and is whether he's be out there. right whether he's alive or dead they will think these thoughts he's not making them think these things that's mm-hmm. like the idea is like somehow these people are spreading negativity and they're making people think these no nope, they people think these this. things that's and right. then you know there are people that are in your family there are people that are in your uh your locker room at the gym there are people who are uh you know uh, your co-workers there are people in your churches and you let these people cook you don't say shit to them uh, because you were, you know, it's easier to blame a corporation, right? So, um, I'm, I'm glad that we can now go, there's real people out there and this is going to be a fight. So you got to go out there and fight. The only problem I have is I, I have a, a bad feeling that this shit could catch on because Chick-fil-A had their most profitable day of all time. Mm-hmm. 
after after basically saying um you know hey to show support for our positions come out and buy some chicken and people stood in line for an hour and these are americans these aren't normal people these are people that can't be bothered to like vote and they went out and still pay taxes Right, they went out and stood for hours in line to have a a chicken sandwich that they could have got within five minutes up the street. <laughs> like, yes. So this is some shit they care about, and I've coined a new phrase that I'm unveiling right here live on the air. Um, I'm calling this snacktivism. <laughs> like, you know, the Internet activism has been called slacktivism, where people are, you know, like, it's easy to like a status or retweet a story, but they're not really going to do anything. Snacktivism is going to be when people support causes by buying and eating food. Um, and I really hope that Chick-fil-A's ability to monetize bigotry is not inspiring other places to hold similar stances and start promoting their own versions of snacktivism over these uh, politics because I, it sounds to me like Republicans and conservatives are more likely to go out and eat the fast food and support their causes than liberals. You know, like a liberal burrito, I don't think it's going to move units. And <laughs> no, people, it's not. They're not going to be standing for hours in line. They, You know, liberals are more uptight. They will find something wrong with it anyway. They'll be like, well, you know, Chipotle won't sign the free trade agreement, so <laughs> I'm not going to eat there, and you shouldn't either. But, like, Republicans don't give a fuck. It's like, y'all don't like black people? Me too. Let's I go to Hardee's. You know, half of the country is motivated by essentially hatred. In America. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And you, you can always always kind of enrich yourself or build a following when, when, when just, just by tapping into that wellspring of, of, of hatred and ignorance and, like, unhappiness. Uh, masterstroke here is that they got black churches involved in this. Yep. The Chick-fil-A side of the debate. Like, I feel like Shouldn't someone remind all these black people in the church? The guy that hates the gay people probably is not too fond of you either. But this is what Republicans are really good at. And they do it over and over again is get people to rally um, to fight against their own interests. Yep. Yes. They do this all the time. All the time. So in terms of gay marriage, okay, it's, 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 it's not necessarily against anyone's interest in this black church, but it's not in your interest. And it's not in your interest to support the cause of someone who hates you the rest of the time anyway. Like, yeah. since he's not actively hating you because he's actively hating someone else. But let something come up. He's not going to be on your side, but you're supporting him. Um, but this is, hey, and this is, if if Democrats could, 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 could master this technique, then it wouldn't be an issue. You know, this election coming up wouldn't be close. Yeah, I was talking to my friend today, and he was, like, saying, like, well, I don't get why they always make it seem like black people are... The problem with gay rights and that it's worse when black people are against gay rights. And I was like, well, here's the thing. I don't know that black people are the problem because, to be quite honest, in some of these votes, all the black people could have voted for, uh, you know, gay marriage and it still would have lost. That's you know, right. like in North Carolina, every single black person could vote for gay marriage and, and it would still lose. Yep. But it is, to me, it does mean something more. It does. It is worse because... We know better. Like, we know what it's like when all of society is coming down on you and for just being you. 
and we like we can't ignore that and i I refuse to let black people off the hook on that case to be like well you know just being against gay marriage doesn't matter like no nigga you should know better i do expect more you know bigotry is not that discriminating right right? again like (laughs) it's, it's it's hard to find you know a homophobe that isn't also a sexist you know that isn't also right. a misogynist you know what i mean i hate blacks but i love mexicans you know what you're not gonna find too many of that person yeah and i was like you know these like and i you know and like i said it was i felt like i was warning people but maybe i i really shouldn't have been but it was like you know once this happens don't be surprised when all these droves of people come out to support chick-fil-a because pastors pastors are gonna go up into their churches on sundays and tell people to go buy chick-fil-a right like this this like this, you're fucking with religion in america and religion ain't the smartest you know what i mean like it is it is not proven to be on the side of uh keeping up with the times if you will uh it, it, in american history like there's you know there's people that'll be like my pastor is cool with gay people i'm like well is he cool with marrying them well then he's not that fucking cool like he's still not you know is he still gonna teach the passage that says that they can't be having sex well i don't know how cool you think that is but that ain't that fucking cool to me like that still sounds like you're voting against it you know so um you know and uh, like i said i'm worried about the snacktivism thing because it's still the same country that elected george w bush rooted for sarah palin you know what I mean? Thought McCain was gonna be better than Obama, this fucking old fuck. So like we like this is not the most sanest country. Like it's about half and half to some extent. Um so I think, you know, if McDonald's starts putting out advertising saying, um, you know, don't come to America if you can't speak American you know, I'm loving it. Like they're fucking around and <laughs> I hope not. They're fucking around and get like somebody to, like Burger King, like niggers. Who needs them? Burger King, have it your way. Like, like people will fuck around and start going out there and doing snacktivism, man. And again, and again, uh, these patriotic Americans who don't like to pay taxes will freely part with their hard-earned money to support the guy and spend money on Chick-fil-A that they wouldn't otherwise have spent. Right. Yes. Yes, and that's that's the issue I I have in. But don't ask me to pay taxes because that's a waste of money as an American. Yes, it is. And I could imagine the $5 foot long commercials, but they sing, you know, they be like, $5, $5, $5, nine gays, buy it over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're just going to have like, uh, you're just going to have like the Burger King beating up gay people and shit. Ah! Like, it, like, this is the profit, like bigotry for profit. Like, don't bring that back, no, please. No, I just want to enjoy my food. Like, it was not, it won't take long before it's just like, you know, uh, uh, us at Hardee's are pro-life, <laughs> and we believe that killing a baby should send you straight to hell. And of course, liberals will get mad, and then like, so, like fucking Sarah Palin be taking pictures with Hardee's, and they'll have another Hardee support day. Like maybe this might get a lot of businesses out of the red. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. I'm scared of snacktivism going racist. Some of them need to go out of business. Um. All right, and the other thing too, I, I, I and, uh, as a black man, uh, Morgan, Af- Afri- African Canadian, uh, uh, American Canadian, African American Canadian, something like that, in, in Canada. Um, I wonder how you feel about this. Um, I brought it up a little bit on the show, and I kind of wanted to talk about it more. Was I wonder how much of my belief that Chick Fil A's stance and their CEO stance doesn't actually matter, and that change like he'll never change his stance 
Like someone, oh. someone was like, "Well, if you hit his bottom line, he's he'll be motivated by money." To, I was like, "No, the fuck he want." Like that's like your uncle's not gonna change his fucking stance, and because it's rooted in religion, so this is a conviction for him. This isn't a like money thing. profitable thing. The yeah. most profitable thing he can do is to be like, "I'm gonna shut the fuck up about it." Yeah, and, and he didn't, so and, he obviously don't care. And they said they actually had like Chick Fil A stores, like because some of them are individually owned. Yeah. Like, you know, so individual franchises. So some people are like, hey, we support the gays. That's him talking, but he's that representing yeah. this building right here that I own. And 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 still, they probably uh, still sold chicken to people on that Thursday. Yes. Why? Because people ain't shit, right? right. So they, I mean, people the Chick Fil A's are like, we ran out of chicken, right? Like, good God. So, um, I think a lot of this might be rooted in my belief as a black person. That I currently spend money and always will spend money at establishments where the people who run them will never have my best interest in mind and will always have politics that are against me. You know, also, I'm not religious. I'm not Republican. I live in the South. You know, I'm assuming that, you know, when I spend a dollar, someone's getting that dollar and some of it's going somewhere where it is fucking me. Like, my dollar is coming back to kick me in the ass at some point. Yeah, because you can't trace every dollar that, that, that leaves your pocket. Right. Well, just not just that, but I'm not tracing, like, Walmart's dollar, but I'm pretty sure they're not giving it to Democrats or whatever, right? Um, So, I, you know, I think, I wonder if, you know, like, uh, in South Carolina, which is, like, literally 30 minutes from us, um, they fly the rebel flag at the state building. Mm-hmm. The Confederate flag. My favorite vacation spot is Charleston, South Carolina. I'm just yes, cool it with it at, at this point. Oh, like, man, I love Charleston. You know what? You got to go down. Uh, it's a little spot in the hood. These guys had uh, a Confederate flag, but it was in red, black, and green. And oh, so, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the the, the rednecks don't like that shit, but <laughs> no, <man. laughs> it's not a lot of white people in that store. But but yeah, yeah. Not going over in that part of town, though, so. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, but that's the thing. Like, I wonder if that's part of it for me. Is like I'm not saying, well, just give up, gay people. But I'm being, I'm just more like, this isn't the way to get your change because it, like, as angry as it makes you, um, this shit right here will never change. Like, there will always be people who say tr- problematic racial and and just fucked up shit, and they still run the world. So you will spend some money there, or someone will spend money there, but you got to get people in the voting booth. And that's really the most you can hope for, is legally getting the rights that you deserve. Right. And, and that's it, because you're never going to win these people over or change a lot of their minds, because they're fucked up, and they just don't believe in your equality. And they never will, as fucked up as that is. I wonder if that's what it is that's making me be like, yeah, well, this whole Chick-fil-A thing doesn't even really matter. Yeah, because the thing about religion that people don't want to talk about, like you said, it's a conviction. And one thing people fail to realize about conviction, because most people have some form of a conviction in their own lives. They don't have to be religious. But the thing about conviction is that money can't buy it. Women can't buy it. Men can't buy it. I mean, if it's a true, honest-to-God, deep-down conviction, it's very, very, very little that can change your mind from this opinion and a lot of people think it's our religion but there are people that are against this that are not religious at all and that's the part people seem to forget and everybody wanted to blame the religious people but there are people that was like no and they don't believe in nothing right so um what do you think though more you think that could be part of the because I, I noticed that um you know and I, i'm saying like black people that aren't like overly religious or like 
homophobic or what you know aren't against gay rights kind of seem to be taking this in stride like yeah that's fucked up but you know they selling chicken and that's really all they should be worried about what do you think man you think we're flipping because we deal with this on a day-to-day basis kind of well i think a lot of us do kind of get to the point where you just get used to living your life yeah you like principle can only take you so far once it once it butts heads with convenience and extreme inconvenience because we if we as black people had to make sure that um the person taking our money in any given establishment didn't hate our guts as black people uh dude it it would take us we'd have to go three hours to the grocery store or or only patronize like family-owned businesses um we wouldn't even like if if we're talking about like being sure uh that the person on the other side of the cash register respects you as a human being because in spite of the fact that you're a black person, however you want to phrase that, man, we wouldn't even be safe going in black-owned businesses. Say <laughs> ah, yeah. that again. Spending, and not to mention spending <laughs> extra money in black-owned business. Why black-owned businesses always cost so much? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. So <laughs> it's the worst treatment you can get, and I don't have to tell you guys, man. Yeah, I've actually got some of the worst treatment at black-owned businesses. Yes. It's like, y'all niggas really think I'm going to steal. Right. So after, <laughs> at a certain point, you do just kind of have to accept it, you know, it's like it's like damaging the environment. You're like, okay, well, I know every time I turn on my car, you know, I'm going to do some damage to the environment, but I'm going to try not to idle all the time. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to try not to burn the extra leaded gas, whatever it is. Um, same thing, you know, as a consumer, because again, just like you said, I can go shop at Walmart um, and be pretty sure that the low prices I'm paying. Are also helping suppress right wages, you know, right. helping suppress the wages of some overworked and overstressed uh, immigrant employee who's just trying to get a foothold in this country. But yeah, maybe maybe I'm too oh. cynical. Maybe that's what it is. But like, there's almost nothing you can't tell me that like Walmart is doing that would make me be like, oh my god, I'm so shocked. I need to stop shopping here. Yeah, and- like honestly, you could literally be like, you know, they got slaves in the back. I'm like, that makes sense. These socks are ten for two dollars. Yes, there's yes. only one way to do that. Yes, and also, um, Morgan, I agree with you too because you also have to think when you're talking about that. I think it's a cultural thing too. Not all of it, but some of it is because when you deal with a culture that has money, has the time, has the effort, has the resources, has the um to do whatever it takes to stand for shit that. A lot of black people say, look, I got eight kids. My kids got to go to school. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got three dogs. I don't have time to be fucking protesting Chick-fil-A. I got shit to do. That being said, I kind of do want to stop eating a Chick-fil-A for a while. And it's not even on some like, oh, this is a stance for gay people and all this shit. It's just that like, it's too much. It is too much. Like it's politics in my food and I don't care like i don't care either. like i, I just, just want a good chicken sandwich i don't care about the rest right i understand that but like it's kind of like the thing with r kelly like r kelly had you know uh like I, I i liked r kelly when i found out that he was a fucking pedophile and then like tapes came out and that kind of became the conversation like i can't think of r kelly without thinking about his pedophilia like it's been years now and it's like he's coming out with a book i'm like oh yeah that pedophile's coming out with a book (laughs) so so like i that's kind of how i am with chick-fil-a now where i'm like like i like i'm kind of like yeah uh i guess your boycott worked because it got in my mind where i'm like i still don't want to eat i haven't eaten there since like um 
that friday we went to the movies and it was like the only thing in the parking lot or whatever yep that's like the last time i've eaten chick-fil-a and then all this shit popped off and i'm kind of like well i don't want it to be seen as a support for y'all's views and i also don't really uh you know i don't think it'll work boycotting you that's not why i'm doing it. it's just kind of a natural thing where it's like it's too much it's t- well, all this shit for a chicken sandwich fuck it's also it's also a matter of what you consider a successful boycott like i think first of all people you know, have to recognize that like it's 2012 um these easy targets in terms of uh toppling barriers through boycott you know for the most part are gone yeah, um, and just like just like you know, television and newspaper audiences are fragmented. Um, interests are fragmented too. So mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult to rally this many people against a particular business to the point where that business is uh, going to go under if they don't make some changes. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't stop any one person from saying, you know what, I don't buy that anymore just because I hey, I don't agree with it. Yeah, and I don't have to like I'm I'm not so vindictive um, to think that. You know, my boycott is only successful if this guy goes out of business. Right. Because people work there. And there's all kinds of people that work there who have nothing to do with the man's, with the, with the CEO's politics. They're yeah. just trying to make a little money. It's um, only working for me because right. of the fact that I'm just like, uh, I'm tired of this. Right. Like, once they had an appreciation day, it was like, no, 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 too much. Like, I, you know what it is? I can't be in the line and turn around and like a KKK man's behind me. Like that's just it's one of those things I talk about on the show before where it's like sometimes you have to look at who's on your side and then be like it's like I love the free market but not that much. (laughs) Like like the KKK and the Black Panthers were in line together, dude. Fuck that. I'm out. Y'all can have this chicken. This shit is not that good to be to be think, dealing with this shit. Like I don't want to be in the line next to the dude that's gonna call and be like, "Did you see how many niggers are in the line ahead of us?" Uh, I'm good. I'll just I'll just go ahead and eat my chicken <laughs> somewhere else. Um, the uh, and then uh, I had uh, one more uh, random. Well, actually, a quick one. Someone on Twitter told me that uh, they had a project called The Last Nigger hashtag or something like that the last okay. nigga black versus nigga versus black black versus niggas that one uh it was uh I, I don't know it was like i said like i was watching i was live tweeting buffy or something i was like man this nigga oz did such and such just like hash so-and-so you know mention me then at then hashtag the last nigga project the last nigga project i was like what what is that, sir? So I responded back, what? Like, question mark, like, what What the fuck does that even mean? And he's like, oh, you know, it's just uh, something I've over- undertaken. Uh, I want to, uh, you know, be the referee on the use of the N-word on Twitter and uh, tell people when, when they can't use it. And I don't want any negative references of the N-word. So in one, I'm like, I didn't even use it negatively. Like, I think I said, man, this nigga eyes need to do such and such. It wasn't even like the negative version. Like, I hate niggas, right? So, so that was number one. And, uh, number two, what an arrogant, self-entitled asshole that they would appoint themselves to be the yes. fucking language commissioner of the entire world on yes. social media. Like, fuck you. I reject you. You don't get to tell me what to do. People, does he realize what he's trying to undertake? Right. Millions of people yeah, on Twitter might use the N-word. And he got to follow all of them or have a search open or, excuse me, if you're going to use the N-word, uh, hashtag it, please. Cause I got to search you, open. You know what? I bet you he got a lot of responses. Hey, back, nigga, please get off my I actually, I actually, uh, 
I actually checked him out and uh, responded back like, well, look, I'm going to help you out by blocking you and <laughs> saving you some time so you never have to tell me this again. I know it's so. And he was like, well, that's a good start, so thanks. And I was like, uh, all right, man, well, good luck with that, my nigga, and then just blocked him. Because fuck that. <laughs> what an asshole, man. People think just because they got a politically correct point that makes them right man suck my dick i've thought about my use of the n-word and i'm still using it i know it like, still represents not, people like, places and things like they keep acting like they keep acting <laughs> like they about to drop word. some some knowledge on me and i'm be like wait what white people <laughs> used to use this to demean black people no i didn't know that word right <laughs> like I, this I, is new news to me i'm only an american black person i had no idea there was a such thing as history and oppression <laughs> you put me on to something. Thank you, sir. Like, get the fuck out of here. No one's gonna, no one knows what nigga means anymore. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the last thing, man, speaking of all this racism, I came up with an idea for a TV show. And maybe, uh, it's probably good that, um, NBC didn't pick this up yet or run it after the Gabby, uh, winning the gold. But Uh-oh. I have a show I want to call The Racial Profiler. <laughs> and it's just a detective. Or a police police detective that tries to solve crimes only by racial profiling, <laughs> like and and they're not always right. Like they always get thrown off the scent because it's always wrong. But like <laughs> I just I just want to don't be, they do that in real life? They just get paid for. Well, you know, like I wanted to be treated treated. Yeah, right. Yeah, they do it in real life already. Yeah. But I wanted to be treated like where um, they don't know anything about someone, or maybe like. The police know all the information, and he shows up and like uh, opens up their refrigerator or something. He's like, "Hmm, watermelon." <laughs> I think I think we're looking for a black man, and it's just like they're like, "But we have his we have his license, his registration, his address. We have we know the person who lives there is white, right? But this watermelon is half eaten, and it's in the refrigerator. Like, yes. Oh, you know what? They open up the camera. They go, hmm, cocoa butter." Or sheen, <laughs> mm. pink oil moisturizer. Well, I wanted to be stuff that, cause like only a black person would own those things. I wanted to be yes. stuff that like white people could have too. You know, like oh, I wanted, okay. like I wanted to, sh- like I would love her, like I would just love them to show up and be like, we found these at the crime scene. It's like what? Newports, an empty, <laughs> an empty menthol cigarette box. Ah! Clearly, you're looking for African American man. Be wearing some Nikes. Like that kind of shit, man. I I would like that, you know, cheese. This, <laughs> this, this cabinet is full of cheese whiz. Like that, that shit would be great, man. Oh, what, I would watch that, what, especially if he's always wrong. Yes, especially cinnamon oils. Hmm? Right. <laughs> like, they they, they got to be Mexican. What, where did you right, get this from, sir? Right. They just show up and it's like a cock ring in the backyard. Call <laughs> the call the racial profiler. We need. We need <laughs> <laughs> you get thrown off quick because that could be Puerto Ricans or, <laughs> or Filipinos. Yes. Like as we go through the entire hour of the episode, like more and more clues keep adding up to make it more and more specific. <laughs> Where like by the end, he's like, at first I thought it was Hispanic. But then I looked and I saw that he had some baked banana bread in there and I knew ah! no Hispanic would eat baked banana bread. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I looked at her closet. It was clear heels. Right. Yeah. Oh, my. You're looking for a prostitute. Yes. 
It's like or if it's cockfighting, it could be Roy Jones too. Right. <laughs> and then by the end it's like always some some other race or some shit. Like <laughs> it's like a woman or something. Like anyway, man, I just thought just thought that would be a great idea. All right, oh, man. That'd be epic, man. I have some great ideas for that damn show. We got articles. <laughs> we got articles to cover. Um first things first, uh let me just say uh there was a shooting and I don't know how you pronounce this. Is it Sikh? S I K H? Is yeah, that Sikh? Yep. Sikh? Uh, at a Sikh temple, and uh, I just gotta say, shout out to everyone on my Twitter timeline that uh, completely inundated my timeline for days after the shooting at the theater for the Dark Knight mm-hmm. uh, midnight showing. I uh, didn't see no tweets about this shit mm-hmm. as it was happening <laughs> today. I, I actually, I just actually put it on the news to have something in the background while I was doing my show prep. I was like, hold up, there's a hostage situation at a mus- like a. Well, most people have been calling it Muslim. Um, but I, no, Muslims but, but I, and Sikhs are two very, very different groups of people. Right. Yeah, I was going to think it was Muslim. Right. I was going to say, aren't they different? <laughs> like, yes. like I was, I was watching the news. It's like maybe they're attracting because they're Muslim. I was like, I thought it said Sikh. No. You, yeah, you Muslim said Sikh, Muslim sir. Happens in the United States, where like everybody east of like Jordan is just like one ethnic group. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's no. Literally, the bottom line on CNN's coverage said Sikh, and then yeah. they would be like, "Well, you know, uh, it could be someone attacking Muslims." I was like, "What?" Yeah, Muslim Muslims? Muslims is normally a mosque, and I'm like, "You." The only reason why I heard about it because I'm old, so I listen to the soft-spoken voice of NPR that comes on my radio, and that's what they was talking about. That's how I found out. Well, maybe it. it's kind of like how Karen was talking about rapist, and she was saying, "Don't rape bitches." Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense because in a rapist's mind, that's all she is. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like in the kind of person that shoots up a Sikh temple Dang. that they're all Muslims to him. Yep. So it doesn't really matter. Well, it's no, like we don't, but we don't know that the person who did the shooting wasn't a Sikh. Yep. Oh, we don't know anything. Don't. I, I was, I'm assuming yeah. from the news mm-hmm. standpoint, not yes. mine. Yeah, from news standpoint. Yeah, they, this is the yes, shit they were. I'm, I'm trying to give the news some some, some, some slack. Leeway, yeah. And, and while yes. we're racially profiling, right. anytime I see, anytime I hear about a bunch of people getting shot at once, um, strangers who don't know the shooter. Yeah. Uh, is one race of person that leaps to mind. <laughs> Well, everyone on my timeline is already saying it's funny because it's being called a shooting some places, other places have been called a terrorist act, other places has been you know, like called different things. Massacre. And, yeah, massacre. I've been yes. seeing people on my timeline say stuff like white Well, it's funny white, white people white people mass shoot. Right. Different things. It was, I, it was funny it was funny, I was like, Well we uh it's funny how, you know, since it's a white man, he's obviously uh, they're obviously not gonna call this a terrorist act, and then I saw like a, literally a news article that called it a terrorist act. So I was like, "Well, that you're kind of jumping. The, let's give it a couple hours, guys." Yeah, do we know who did this? We don't know who did it. I, at least the gunman was has not been identified. No motive's been nope. released. Um, and this was from a report from five hours ago. So at that time, you know that this happened. No, nobody knew. And it's like let's 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 see. Let's just wait and see. And it will start jumping down people's throats, but you know, right. let's not like start a story before it's a story. But we don't, we don't wait anymore, man. Yeah, and, and no one cares really. Like, that's so overrated. I'm like, maybe he needed to shoot somebody at a movie opening because this shit didn't shut down Twitter at all. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. brown people, all right then, and they ain't black, pushing. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> brown people, and they're not the right color brown. Nope. Next story. Nope. Move on, people. I just thought I'd bring no story that up. here to tell. 
I mean, it's tragic, and it's not, you know. But yeah, it I, is I just, though. Yeah, but that's and, just the uh, way they treat it. Let's get let's get back to this Chick Fil A thing. Apparently, uh, a YouTube video has been going around. Um, <laughs> apparently, some dude was um, trying to boycott Chick Fil A, and uh, this is how not to boycott Chick Fil A. <laughs> let's just oh. play this video. Um, and he'll explain a lot of it. Well, so. I'm waiting in line. I'm next in line. I'm pretty excited about my free water. Um, I also see like a group of 30 college-age students over there. I'm wondering if they're doing a sit-in. I'm so excited. I might just join them. But let's see what happens with my free water. And I think I might just say a few words, too. Let's see. So uh, this is my favorite part where he's not even like ready. He's next in line, but they still got to serve the car. So now he has to sit here and make up about 15 seconds of, of, of spontaneous commentary. <laughs> So, so he's, about to, he's about to just start talking about random shit. It's been a long line. There's a long line of cars, too. I don't know if you can see, but it's, uh, you know, people have to have their Chick-fil-A anti-gay breakfast sandwich. He's running out of shit to <laughs> say. <laughs> that's, as, a, as someone that's done podcasting, as, that's funny how people feel time. That's all. Maybe it's just too inside, but... It's just funny how he's just like, and there's a car, and, uh, you know. I'm waiting for free water. I'm not need, technically not even spending any money. People are going to get sandwiches today, and uh, it's a day. It's uh, just beautiful outside. See it, folks, on the video? Like any other day. Mmm, always tastes better when it's full of hate. Mmm, yeah, love it. Come on, I want my ah! free water. How he oh, know that water not full of hate? I really hope so. <laughs> right? <laughs> The waters I hate free, Karen. Everyone knows that. How what do you, how what, do you what know is that? What he trying to prove with this? Uh, what he's going to say. Oh, let me keep playing. He's going to say. It's over there. Are going to do a sit-in? I think they are. So he's he's putting the camera on some kids that are walking the, in a strip mall, like, towards the general general direction of Chick-fil-A. But they're, like, walking into, like, uh, Chipotle or something. Like, they're not even close to walking into this Chick-fil-A. He's like, I bet they're going to do a sit-in. Like, no one gives a fuck as much as you, sir. Mm-mm. These young people are about to go eat some Chipotle and probably not give a fuck about Chick-fil-A. No, just like they didn't yesterday or the day before. It just makes sense. <laughs> Still waiting. Okay, they got their food. <laughs> he started the camera so early. Why? Hey, how you doing? Fine. Good. Is this my free water? It is. Awesome. You know why I'm getting the free water, right? I do not. Because Chick-fil-A is a hateful corporation. Okay, let me stop right here. First of all, this is one of the best advertisements for Chick-fil-A they could have. His free water is a large Whoa. Yeah, they right? have a big cup. A lot, lot of people charge you for them cups, period. They be like, look, we're going to charge you at least 25 cents. First of all, cup. it's a free water. Normally, they give you a sippy cup. Yes, yes, the little small ones. One cube of ice, and it's like, here, that's enough that if you were drowning, it would partially moisten what was in your throat. And if you were and drowning? You, you, I mean, I'm choking. <laughs> I'm <gonna say laughs> drowning. Bad, choking. It would partially mo- moisten what was in your throat, and you might be able to get it down your windpipe. Because by law, we got to do right. that Right. We have to give you that much. You know, here's some spit and a, and a shot glass of ice. <laughs> yes. And enjoy. she gave this motherfucker a big-ass, full, large cup of ice water. Because like, that's what they do at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A's already winning. I know, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, 
I actually thought that was Morgan. That's him interrupting her answer to his fucking inquiry. Yes, Wait, it is. I, can't, I can't see the video. Who is he talking to? He's talking Talk to, to a, a random uh, drive through worker who's trying to hand him his water so he can leave. Yes. And she's handling it with uh, class, I think. Here, here was some more. A hateful corporation. I disagree. I wouldn't. I, I know, but. We treat any of our customers differently. We don't I know, but you guys. But the corporation gives money to hate, hate groups. Hate groups. Just because I, people want to kiss another guy. Sorry? I'm, I have to say neutral on this subject. My personal beliefs no, should be in the workplace. Yeah, I believe that too. I don't believe yeah. corporations should be giving money to hateful really groups. That that's that's actually not what she said. So that's not... Like, yeah, he put words in her mouth. She was like, I believe that my personal you know, stuff should stay out of... My opinion should stay out of the workplace. It should. And, because uh, she's on the clock. Right, and he goes, I believe that too. That yes. you shouldn't give... Like, that's not what I said. <laughs> what are you doing, sir? It's tough to argue with somebody that doesn't disagree with you, and he <laughs> he came for an argument that she wasn't willing yes. to give him. She was not. She was like water. She was not. It's like no. people, people aren't in line. She, she, she think about the next order, man. Right? <laughs> she, like, okay, you, wait a minute. So if you have a beef with the corporation, do you really think you're going to send a corporation a message by? By engaging, by trying, by unsuccessfully engaging in an argument with like the second lowest level employee <laughs> in the entire corporate structure. And it, the funniest thing is it's not even like, I know he is, it's actually not really your problem with the corporation because the corporation has been doing this shit. It's your problem with the C, the president voicing that right. he's against yes. it so like it's it's so far removed from her right. it's one dude's personal opinion who happens to own where she works like she's gonna defend that like oh you know what actually let's talk about this jesus christ said like she doesn't and, care and, and, you, and, and i and i guess the sad part about it he just had me crazy enough to feminist i know you're gonna go on yeah but imagine the people working at the windows that had to deal with this shit all fucking day long for the past so, so imagine the people who had to work and they and they had to deal with the people that were like yeah buying this sandwich so we can protect the sanctity of marriage and it's like just buy your fucking sandwich man yeah i don't care about your fucking politics or being happy yeah you hate them gays too here's your chicken sandwich thank you for coming yeah they were they were like people singing god bless america in the lobbies and shit (laughs) like i serious yeah yeah really like no one like i just want to work i I get paid to make chicken sandwiches dog why are you fucking with me what i don't understand either is why did this guy like if i was trying to engage in the definitive debate about Chick-fil-A and gay marriage um, and failed miserably on film. Right. Why would I post it on YouTube? Why? Right. This didn't instantly get posted. You know, he waited. Make that failure public. <laughs> he went home. He put a description. He's like, I told those motherfuckers. <laughs> didn't tell it to d- send it to all his friends first. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know she was like, this widow is feminine, y'all. Right. All right. Here we go. Totally understand. I'll take my water. It's my pleasure to serve you always. Oh, of course. I'm glad that I can take a little bit of money from Chick-fil-A and maybe less money to hate groups. Have a great day. We're always happy to serve everyone. I don't know how you live with yourself and and work here. I don't understand it. This is a horrible corporation with horrible values. You deserve better. You You deserve better. Rachel, you deserve better. Okay. I hope you have a really nice day. I will. I just did something really good. I feel purposeful. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm a nice guy, by the way. And I'm totally heterosexual. I'm not not a gay in me. I just can't stand the hate, you know? (laughs) Not a gay in me. It's got to stop. It's got to stop, guys. Stand up. Have a nice day. All right. See you guys.
wait, wait a minute. And you know I don't usually swear on podcasts, but like right. this motherfucker really thought he did something. He he said, "Yeah, I I feel purposeful <laughs> because what? Because he had a really short, awkward, pointless conversation with a cashier." That's terrible. <laughs> on, the, on the policy of the corporation, if you want to feel purposeful, why not write a letter? Why not write a letter? Why not write a letter? Oh, so, hold on. Oh. Yeah, it's time to die again. My bad, man. Oh, we're back in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> all right. There we go. Sorry about that. This is this is my beef with like people in general because we've been seeing this with the Olympics too. Like, and again, yeah, this is slacktivism, snacktivism. Uh, <laughs> Low grade activism, no risk activism, but people want to feel purposeful. People want to feel like they're toppling barriers. I'm like, dude, you got a free water from a chick. Horrible corporation with horrible values. Yeah, did I finish playing it or did no, it just skip didn't. to the end? Okay, it skipped to the end for some reason. Oh, there's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no, more. No. Hold on. Chick fil A and maybe less money to hate groups. Well, have a great day. We're always happy to serve everyone. I don't know how you live with yourself and, and work here. I don't understand it. This is a horrible corporation with horrible values. You deserve better. You deserve better. Rachel, you deserve better. Okay? Well, I hope you have a really nice day. I will. I just did something really good. I feel purposeful. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm a nice guy, by the way. And I'm totally heterosexual. I'm oh, wait. I did. Okay, I did finish playing it. That's just... Wait a minute. It's just that unbelievable that he also had to do the no homo at the end of wait that shit. <laughs> okay. And how much gas did he burn sitting in the drive-thru? <laughs> Hello, right. uh... I feel, I, like, free I feel water. like whatever good he did for the for the universe, <laughs> he killed uh, eight people <laughs> in Iraq. Right, and taking <laughs> this free uh, cup of water is more than counterbalanced by the amount of carbon he spewed into our delicate environment. Sitting here in this car with the engine running, waiting to have this awkward, pointless conversation. Yeah, these dudes that um uh, self-appointed like balancers of the universe dudes are always douches. Yeah, it's got to be more to life than that. He posted it day his job fired him. Yeah, he was a CEO CEO of his company. Got fired. Irony. (laughs) Yep. And he Uh, deserved it too. Harassing her, her client. And you know what? I gave that girl credit. I, I, y'all, and 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 this this is my racism kicking in. She was the sweetest white girl ever. I clear she was because she was like, "Well, sir, we're here to serve you. You know, we're going to take care of you." Um, I apply her because if he'd have messed around and hit the wrong one that was having a bad day anyway, and he'd have came with that, he might have got cussed out. Might have well, got punched through the window. One, that's what he was hoping for. But two, I've never been to a Chick Fil A where I think someone would have overreacted to and, that. And that's the thing. It's like he maybe got one McDonald's, Burger King, and some of these other joints. Uh, a, a Papa's Chicken Shack because he might have got punched in the face. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Uh, but Chick Fil A, six a.m. in the morning. They're like, "Welcome to Chick Fil A. How can I help right. you? What can I do for you today? It's a beautiful day outside." Like I don't know what that training video does, but I think it's Disney movies. <laughs> it must be. It's just. It's just. Uh, uh, fat, what is that? Fantasia. Or whatever. Yes, it's Disney movies on, on replay. Repeat. Yes, no white. It's seven awards. It's Disney. <laughs> anyway, um. So apparently, um, George Zimmerman's parents set up a uh, a fund since their son is, um, you know, he has a fund to help him out. Uh, they now set up a fund for um, them. That's oh, right. They set up a fund for him. No, for them. 
they they need a help and they're calling on donors for help apparently um <clears throat> since he can't set one up now right the parents of zimmerman the neighborhood watchman no he still has his set up by himself okay the neighborhood watchman charged with the second degree murder for fatally shooting unarmed florida teen trayvon martin has uh and also i think they should also add self-appointed neighborhood watchman but yes. whatever they never do. To call him a neighborhood watchman gives him so much more credit than he deserves. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the neighborhood vote on it. No? Okay, he said right. the point. <laughs> right. It's, Nobody the, had a meeting. I'm the neighborhood watch. Who voted on that? Me. <laughs> All the members of the neighborhood watch did. Why are you asking? Um, <laughs> One man. Uh, he's, they, his parents have established an online fund to help pay for their living expenses. Um, on the recently launched donation site, Zimmerman's dad, Rob, writes about his medical bills and how he and his wife, Gladys, have been on the move since the February uh, shooting. We fully realize that the peaceful, secure life that we once knew is now just a memory. Therefore, I'm providing a link for those supporters who would like to leave us a personal message or contribute to our greatly increased living expenses and our eventual relocation. So now not only are they looking for people to bankroll their son and people have been. They're looking for money for themselves separately to pay for moving expenses and just living and medical bills. Hey, man, what the fuck? Well, I think they realize the same thing Chick-fil-A has realized is that there's a lot of money to be made. Again, tapping into this rich vein of, of hatred and ignorance and bigotry and that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just moral support now that you can garner from pandering to these people. There's, like, actual money to be made doing this. It is ridiculous, but it's just, this is the country y'all living in now, man. Good grief, man. The yeah. Fact, like, that's the thing about everything having sides, you know? Yep. Like, once everything has a side, all of a sudden, people... Uh, start lining up and supporting like just pure evil and shit like it's like but there's a side to this now and the people i don't like on that side so i have to be on this side it's like well you could sit this one out nope this is what we do like the more i see uh the get the more i watch of politics just the more i get sickened by the whole charade of what plays out before me because it's always shit like this where it's just like when Trayvon Martin shit happened I was like well there's not two sides of this I was wrong a week later there were two sides once (laughs) once Al Sharpton joined it then people that uh, hate Al Sharpton had to be like this is why it's wrong to you know not want that little boy to get shot alright man it's time for our favorite game Guess the Race and Morgan you played Guess the Race on here before yeah I'm pretty good at Guess the Race you were pretty good and now we've added an element. If they made a TV show about me, it would be called The Racial Profiler. Right. <laughs> and now we've added a new element. The chat room plays Guess the Race, uh, too. Where we pick some of the uh, contribution from the chat room. And uh, they can be quite racist. Um, so, let's, uh, you ready to play, man? You got your, your racism hat on? Well, you know it. So uh, are you are you putting are you posting the link uh, in Skype or are you going to put it on? Well, the chat? I'll put the links in the chat uh, and uh, you know after after we play them, you know, obviously, so you can have the answer. Uh, but I'll you know I'll tell you guys the answer too. Uh, that you can't click on the link. All right, here's the first story. It's a video. 
Ross Palumbo reporting. A local man accused of carjacking and robbing a Broward man at gunpoint, testing fate and defending himself in court. You don't have to hire an attorney, of course, but is defending yourself a good idea? Local 10 crime specialist John Turchin sat down, uh, rather sat through the trial and discovered you don't necessarily need a lawyer for what you know, but rather for what you don't. Now, this also happened in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, you know the story going to start off bad when every time about you don't do, you need a lawyer. Yes, you are. Yes, you need a lawyer. Oh, oh, Florida. And um, also, that that saying is right. The the the, the man, the, the lawyer who defends himself in court has a fool for a client. Like, I believe that shit. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> it's an axiom known by every lawyer and every judge in every courthouse in the land. A man who represents himself in court as a fool for a client. But try telling that to Kurt James. I ain't going to prison. Sure. I'm going to trial. The 23-year-old was dead set on defending himself, despite facing two felonies, both punishable by life in prison. No one has to have an attorney. By law, you have the right to represent yourself as long as you're deemed competent to do so and in this case mr james was by the courts the judge did try to dissuade mr james from acting as his own lawyer he has a better chance to help you you who's never been to law school never had any experience as a lawyer perhaps someone from the public defender's office who's had years of experience but in the end his advice went unheeded mr james <laughs> The production budget on this news clip is marvelous. Is astounding. Yes, by I the way. for that. Good job, this fellas. Is a, a 48, ain't it? Next no 48. expense was spared. Mm. <laughs> With the fucking law and order sound. All right. Was involved in that armed carjacking. Clearly, this was a unique position for the prosecutor. You don't want to come off, you know, overzealous or, I guess, bullying in front of the jury. James went to work, immediately taking aim at one of the arresting officers. You just explained to the jury during this chase that you seen an individual throw a gun, right? No, I said I saw you. Where are you in your report? <laughs> he said, he said, you just explained to the court that you saw an individual throw a gun. And then the dude pointed at him and said, no, I saw you. You, you nigga, you. <laughs> That dude right there, that's who I saw. You. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. See, that's why you should like represent it. yourself. Why didn't you put it in? Let's just say that my supervisor wanted us to be have as less uh, of an involvement as possible. I was told to keep my report short and sweet. He'd made his point, but continued to fire away, this time taking aim at one of his accomplices. Did I ever have any firearm in my possession? For the most part, James did all right. But it was obvious he was often frustrated, confused, and at times angry, particularly when he couldn't speak the legal language. Right, the crib chilling. I'm sorry? That's just how I talk, man. You don't understand the street talk, man, how we talk. But James made what... What? On the record, he said, I was at the crib chilling. And, she, the and the lady... Wait, hold up. The stenographer said, what? <laughs> she probably typed that shit and turned around. I was like, did, did I just type that? Uh, I've never... Oh, God. I've never seen that before. She probably caught... The stenographer was like, what? Because she's probably never had to deal with that. She's 
People don't come in there talking slang. <laughs> they talk. Oh, Jesus. You think, no, but you would think she'd heard street talk on the witness stand. Not, not necessarily from the lawyer. <laughs> on the witness stand. She heard it. I have to rewind that. Because that's so, so good. She was like, what? Oh, God. Oh, God. She looked so bad. And at times, angry. Particularly when he couldn't speak the legal language. Right, the crib chilling. I'm sorry? I just how I talk, man. You don't understand the street talk, man, how we talk. But James made what <laughs> some legal observers consider his worst decision when he called himself to the stand. So James, please raise ah! your right hand. To explain why he originally confessed. I was trying to put up a persona. Trying to make myself seem bigger than what I really was. Before retiring to deliberate, the prosecutor left jurors with this. You cannot allow sympathy to get in the way of your verdict when you're going back and deliberating. Would you have been better off to get an attorney, do you think, than to represent um, yourself? No, I don't think I don't think it would have made a difference. So, had Kurt James <laughs> been that? able to? I don't know who that random I black lady that was. I his mama because she just the dumbest she is. <laughs> well, I I think whoever was saying that, I saw that sounds like she just thought he was guilty. Like I don't think if it, it would have made a difference. He saved a lot of people's time today. Right. Convince the other jurors. The defendant is guilty of carjacking as charge of the information. In the end. Kurt James was left to ponder his apparent ill-fated decision and wonder whether he'll go it alone again during his appeal. I'm John Turchin, Local 10 News. And Mr. James may have a good chance of winning his appeal. Despite returning a guilty verdict on one of the felonies, the jury foreman changed something on a form that read armed robbery with a firearm by crossing out the term with a firearm. Well, that wasn't an option and could have affected the verdict. What? Damn. He might win. <laughs> Man, they said at some point he responded to uh, the judge with, you tripping, I ain't going to trial. <laughs> all right man so what what race do you think uh mr james was uh kurt james of uh florida um mr campbell that kurt with the k or kurt with the c k mm, uh, i think he was uh african-american all right african-american let's go to the chat room and see what they think um for guess the race one who listens to Mr. Big take that shit to trial. <laughs> E&J drinking Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard stoop dwelling drug dealer. Lil Boosie Black, says Patty. <laughs> when black people win, it's always a technicality, says Greg. So I guess oh. it's some, uh, Colin Ferguson's dumbass nephew. <laughs> By the way, if you ever get a chance to see the American Justice Hour... That is the Colin Ferguson trial. Wait. Do yourself the favor. Hey, listen. So, speaking of Colin Ferguson, first of all, we could disown Colin if we feel like playing that game because he was Jamaican. Yeah. Um, so, I could be like, no, he wasn't <laughs> black. He was Jamaican. But um, speaking of Colin Ferguson, so they did like this TV movie about Colin Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, no. It was more about the, the woman. Uh, like her husband was hit, I think, or she might have been hit. But anyway, uh a big chunk of this movie is this trial of Colin Ferguson. This was like probably late nineties when Canadian money wasn't worth a lot. So they filmed everything in Canada, everything, 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 everything. So talking about uncle Jeff one day, he is a musician uh, and he got into the actors union 
um, and the actors union would get him all kinds of gigs in these movies. So in this Colin Ferguson made-for-TV movie, my Uncle Jeff plays Colin Ferguson's... Because uh, Colin Ferguson defended himself, mm. but Uncle Jeff played, like, the legal advisor. So when, uh, when in this movie, when Colin Ferguson is, like, on the witness stand... Um, or when he's tr- cross-examining people and all this, they keep cutting to shots of my Uncle Jeff w- looking, like, increasingly incredulous. Classic. Alright, well, um, it also, Phil says, someone who rents rims for his Impala only to have them repoed for not paying. Aww. Soldier Boy, Gucci Man, Waka Faka Black, uh, one who has a tattoo of two chains on his chest. Uh, well, the correct answer is and everyone got it black yep yeah mr kurt james defending himself <laughs> that dude said all at the crib chilling she's like what <laughs> she didn't know how to respond i've she, never seen a stenographer do that she literally man. turned around and looked at him like huh all right this one isn't a guess the race this is just a quick um what the fuck um apparently they're called that uh sprinkles is uh i guess a company in new york city or something mm-hmm. they're making an atm you know they're a cupcake uh company mm-hmm. an atm for cupcakes why uh apparently uh is people need eight uh cupcakes 24 7 you insert cash you get a cupcake or four at, at any time of the day um and they restock it at day and night uh, so they're making a vending machine. Yep. Except it looks just like an ATM. Like the interface looks like... I can't wait for drunk people to like, why isn't it taking my card? <laughs> I just love that you can take something that's already been invented and like change it a little bit and tell people that right. they have... that you have invented something brand... No, it's not a vending machine. It's an ATM for cupcakes. Well, how does it work? You put your money in. And a cupcake comes out. So it's a vending machine. No, sir, it's okay if you say so. It's probably for vending machine to me. Probably for patent right. Baby, send that last article, but that dude, somebody that. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. Um, uh, another thing that uh, I read a article that had a study. Um, and uh, I don't know. Maybe a lot of women already know this. Maybe they're already dealing with this. Um, I found it kind of sad. Over a quarter of women. Admit to faking orgasms every time they have sex. I believe that, and I'm, it's probably higher. Yeah, over a quarter. Every time they have sex, though, Karen, every single time. You'd be amazed how many women put up with bad sex for money or or, or for other things. Gee, I can't I, even imagine. I, just, I don't know. I just kind of go into it with the understanding that the woman isn't going to have an orgasm every <laughs> single time. Right. So, like, why does she need to fake it every single time when the man already has the understanding that it might not happen every single time? I I don't know. Like, every... I if mean... You don't be, if you don't want people to know you're faking, then you can't fake it every single time because then that's how people know you're faking because right. dudes are like, wait a minute, women don't come every single time. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like apparently, 
like maybe our ego is protecting us it's just like i have the most magical dick on the planet yeah and a lot of women do that just for the fact that you know and when it comes to sex sexuality a lot of women might not tell the dude hey it's it's better in this position because when you start talking about males penises and and your vagina people you know dudes are like hey i I can't handle you telling me the truth then you have these dudes that thinking they're 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 tearing the pussy up and they ain't doing nothing also i think people um are kind of uh like some dudes are kind of like um not open-minded no they're not so it's like even if like i like i'm I'm of the expectation like if i don't make a woman come and then like she wants to like do more stuff or do something later or even take care of herself i wouldn't be offended but i know a lot of dudes are like you know ego driven where it's like my woman better not have no vibrator because she got the dick and that's all she needs and shit like that so maybe that's one of the reasons they just like i know what kind of man i have let me just fake it and get them off of me so i can go to sleep tonight and also too something that people don't talk about when it comes to sexual sexuality a lot of men don't want to hear women's thoughts about sex yeah They're just that you're there let's do it let's get it over with i'm busting mine and a lot of dudes are really inconsiderate about the woman and how she feels and all that stuff and so for a lot of women they's like well i just have to put up with this and they do and they do that just to kind of get through the act itself well 26 percent of them said that they fake it every time a rather lucky 30 or a luckier 30 percent of women surveyed said they never have to fake it and now i wonder if they say they never have to fake it i wonder if that means they come every time they have sex or they just don't have to fake it when they don't because right. he's yeah. okay with that. That's right. Just yeah, just, they just don't feel that burden. Yeah. Like, I actually think the second one is more healthier than uh, the, the, the first, first one, although yeah. I would take both of those. Just say it. But, yeah, I would rather have someone that's like, yeah, I don't have to fake with you. And it's co- it's okay. You don't have to feel like a bitch about this. Uh, over a third of men, a third of men have admitted to faking the climax at least once. And uh, I, I've I've done that before. I'm not even gonna lie. Really? Yeah, I've done that before. I can't even conceive of how I would be able to do that. Uh, you just you know, <laughs> well, one if you have a condom, it's not like they gotta look into the condom True. and shit. Uh, <laughs> <True>. But <laughs> so it's easy, really. But uh, I don't think it's something that like I can remember the one time. You know what I mean? Like if that's what we're going by, like I remember, like oh, I'm so tired. Uh, I'm enough. That's enough. It's like, did you come? Ah! Uh, sure. That's <laughs> uh, close enough. I'm I'm tired. I've been playing ball. I need to sleep. I was gonna say I have to be really underwhelmed. <laughs> Nap time. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. Shit happens in life. But um, <laughs> in fact, forty percent of men said they were only somewhat satisfied with their sex lives, but there was room for improvement. And an unfortunate twenty two percent admitted I have no sex life. And uh, those people are all follow me on Twitter. Uh, 25% of women were also not all satisfied because of the quality of sex with 27% admitting to having no sex life so that's funny 22% of men have no sex life 27% of women have no sex life so 5% of women are faking it every time in those relationships (laughs) (laughs) I talk about relationships it's just uh, that extra 5% of women have to accommodate that extra 5% of men (laughs) yeah exactly right uh, the survey results went beyond sex to reveal some interesting attitudes towards relationships. Weight gain presented a major issue, while 67% of women said they would remain with their boyfriend if he became fatter. Over half of men ruthlessly admitted that they, well, ruthlessly, come on. Was there was there a ruthless uh, category in the, um, in the fill in the blank? That should have. If you picked this, you're an asshole. Right. It's like, uh, actually, I would not stay with her. Uh, 
well would you like to admit that regular or ruthless uh please put me down for ruthless <laughs> anyway uh admitted that they would not stay with their girlfriends if they did the same contrary to popular belief it found that 44 percent of women believed in marriage compared to 70 percent of men which i think i've always believed i think women are very cynical about marriage but they just love weddings so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a big 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 difference <laughs> women are obsessed with getting married but not necessarily with being married like you you see all kinds of look how many bridal magazines you see on a magazine rack and then compare that with how many marriage magazines you see right magazine rack. like i don't i don't find that surprising at all i think women are uh can be very cynical about an actual relationship but yes love them they love them some marriages they love some weddings dog yes wedding shows are are, are porn for women right prime time porn those wedding shows you know how many people <laughs> i talk like like dudes think about marriage uh in a responsible way for the most part even irresponsible dudes tend to talk about marriage in a responsible way which is right. why they won't get married for the most part like it's if you ask most dudes why they won't get married and they level with you it's normally some shit like because i'm gonna be cheating or yeah. you know i i can't see myself with one woman or she does this and she does that and i don't want to be tied to that and i don't want no kids it, it's life shit it's like it's it's actual shit that they thought about having to deal with um where a lot of women man will be like well i want to get married you're like well what about this thing i'm like well I <laughs> like man, i got i don't want this wedding dog this wedding, hey, is off, the wedding it's gonna be off the chain but the um, yeah so i you know but i think that's and plus there's so much more pressure on women like yeah, i don't i don't know any dudes yeah. that are like hounding their friends like so, bro, when you're going to tie the knot, hey, like, know, no one does that hey, you know uh, I, on purpose. I, I don't do that. I don't pressure women about marriage. I don't pressure women about kids. I don't see the point in that. But a lot of, especially a lot of the older generation, oh, man, the second you say you engage, when you going to get married, when you going to have kids, when y'all going to fuck, you like, calm, calm, calm yeah. it down. You have I think a lot of people, this. a lot of people also try to turn something that's not perfect into like well we'll have a marriage and a wedding and then it'll it'll get perfect it'll work itself and out. I, I think a lot of times women just don't believe that shit Mm-mm. like they're just like i know that this dude is going to be a piece of shit but he is the one that i can have this perfect wedding with you know and then um when he cheats i'm leaving his ass too because he ain't shit yeah, like, and, 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 like and, and, I'm hoping for the best, but more than likely he ain't shit. Yeah, and and the truth is, which a lot of people will not admit, a lot of people just shouldn't get married, and yeah. that's and that's something that a lot of people would completely go against that grain altogether. But my thing is that if you know what you want, and this person don't meet your criteria, don't marry him. Yeah, but that's good though, man. More 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 people shouldn't get married, and more people should not believe in marriage. Like that's good that those numbers are lowering. Um, and there's a lot of dudes that, uh, I think they believe in it, but then if you ask them, do they believe in it for them? They probably, it, that number would probably go down. True. Um, it, marriage, marriage is like, uh, like, like public transit. I think there should be more public transit. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of y'all. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All you guys need to get on the train so I can drive to work. Right. So you can get ah, out of my ah. way. Um, women also, uh, demonstrated further cynicism. A third of women admitted to having read their boyfriend's emails or text messages as a means of checking up on their man. Wait a minute. A third of women admitted to that. So another third of women lied about having done that. (laughs) But I digress. Oh God. Um, women also have little trust when it comes to birth control, though. 73% of men polled said they, 
would take a male pill if it existed. Just over half of women would actually trust a man to remember to take it. I don't blame you. That's your vagina, and you got to deal with the consequences. I say that again. Protect yourself. I know I that's even right. I take my allergy meds, man. That would just be bad news. <laughs> uh, I know that's right. But perhaps their general lack of trust in men is justified. Over half of the men say they lied about their number of sexual partners. I wonder what percentage of the women lied. Uh, just wait, as wait, much. wait. What percentage of men lied? Half say they have lied about their number of sexual partners. And I wonder. How many women said they have lied. What they didn't. They didn't have the. Uh, interesting yeah they didn't have the the final thing yeah, you know what else is funny you, you can't you can't express it as a percentage it just be right. one zero 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 well you know <laughs> the other thing that's funny about the line about sexual partners lie to who is what i would rather know <laughs> right like are like did you lie to the chick you were sleeping with Yes. Or did you lie to Morgan because you wanted to fit in with the boys? Like, because right. I think dudes, I think uh, you could ask a lot of men that question. That that number should be a lot higher because yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. a a lot of dudes have been like, man, I be getting pussy all the time. Yeah, when they, when they're not doing anything, <laughs> round up or round down, depending on what they think the audience wants to hear. Right. Yes. Yes. And then on top of that. Which, uh, when it comes to women, anything over zero, you consider a whore. So I think for a right. lot of women, they was like, I, they might have asked them, like, I'm not answering that. Right. Why even, ask, why even answer that, yes. that question? So, all right, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into, uh, some more guests to race here. Um, apparently, people been acting a fool and we need to guess what race they are. Um, this burglar tried to break into somebody's house using a blowtorch. Uh, let's see. A burglar suspect who tried who tried to break into a Lauderdale Lakes apartment, oh Florida, used a blowtorch causing a small fire. Robert Sisson, who was 35 Saturday, <laughs> happy birthday, was charged with armed burglary. <laughs> Charged with armed burglary of a dwelling, arson, and criminal mischief. He had a fiery birthday, didn't he? Yeah, he put out. I mean, blow out those candles. You know? <laughs> Who ordered? He was ordered held on twenty five thousand dollars bail during his first appearance in court Friday. Uh, guess the race of Robert Sisson. I saw that last name. Sisson. S i s s o n. That's a white guy. White guy. All right, let's check the chat room. A firecracker cracker says popcorn. Pop son. Uh, Haitian says Gregor World Peace. One who drinks Kool Aid, smokes menthols, and eat watermelon while chucking spears says Leonard Brother, the racial profiler. White says Evo. Ashley Three Classes says, You know they don't let niggas buy blowtorches. Right, so what race is he then? Elian <laughs> uh, Gonzalez says Pat D. Oil stain cracker who works on cars in the yard. 800 credit rating white. Correct answer? White. Ooh, I'm two for two. Two for two, Morgan. You own it, sir. All right, let's go to the next. Uh, let's go to the next one. I don't know that I've ever been wrong on guess the race. Well, we got a few more here to go. Hey, uh, a gurney, a gurney, G U R N E E. Couples bail was set at fifty thousand dollars each today after they were accused of sending text messages to a thirteen-year-old girl to arrange to have sex with her. Oh, Gina M. Cusimano. And Kevin C. Pettit. Um, <laughs> were, I, I know what these are already next. Oh, well, the chat room might need some more, so I'll, I'll give them a little bit more. Because I'm a racial profiler. The mother of the young teen discovered <laughs> her da- her daughter had inappropriate text messages 
from Kusumano and Kusumano's boyfriend Pettit in her phone. The mother alerted police, according to a news news release. A detective pretended to be the girl and agreed to meet the couple uh, to be picked up Aww. and brought to their house to perform sexual acts. When Kusumano showed up to meet the girl, he was arrested. Uh, the detective then went to Kusumano's residence, arrested her boyfriend as well. Uh, official said, police do not believe there are any other victims, but the investigation is ongoing. Guess the race, Morgan. Come on, man. Those are, uh, those are white people. All right. White people. Let's go with the chat room. See what they say. Non-English speaking, 16 children having no idea. Chris Hansen is behind the door. Mexicans. <laughs> Jungle fever, white. What would call Chris Hansen, Chris Handsome Black, says Patrick was <laughs> Uh Cheese-eating dog kisser. He's petted foul, white like snow. Sit your ass down, have some sweet tea and cookies, white. Fake. <laughs> ah, that's good. Fake ziti consumer, Italian, and cheese consumer. One who shares ice cream cones with dogs. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't shit, man. Whitey Whitington and... Rape culture enforcer. The correct answer was white. Yes. Then you say, Morgan, you can't listen to us at work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. I would never listen to you guys at work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we had to do with sports or business. Um, a, Mesa, a, a Mesa woman was accused of driving under the influence after getting into an accident with her child in the car. Brian Bird, 32. Uh, I think it's pronounced Brianne. It might be Brianne. It's B-R-I-A-N-N-E. I'm, I'm going with Brianne here. Uh, it was, a, was arrested this weekend after reportedly crashing into a propane tank with her baby in the back seat. No injuries were reported, but police said Bird was under the influence of prescription drugs. Bird was taken to jail. Shut up, this is already too Bird was taken to jail. I really think I really think this racial profiler show has legs, man. <laughs> Reading this shit, I'm like, I can make an episode from this. <laughs> you can tell, we're talking about the name, right? They just they just show up and be like, Brian. <laughs> I already know. I already know what you need to do. Yes. <laughs> Stop looking in chicken shacks and start looking in the fish shacks. <laughs> right. Um. Start looking in Whole Foods. All right. <laughs> No, in- no injuries were reported, but police said Bird was under the influence. For the- okay, Bird was taken to jail on charges of aggravated DUI and criminal damage. Bird's arrest was her second DUI charge this week, the day before crashing into uh, the propane tank. She was reportedly arrested for DUI, so she had two DUIs two days in a row. Damn! How did she get out that fast? I don't, well, it, that tells you. Okay, that, yeah. We're talking about guess the race tells you a lot, right? Tells you a lot. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see what else. Um, okay, yeah, and then the, the other story is something else. All right, man. So, um, guess the race chat room. What 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 do y'all think she was, dog? I'm gonna tell you, she was white. Uh, one because her name is Brienne. Two because she was arrested for being under the influence of prescription drugs. Three, um, she got out of jail quick enough to turn around and get a DUI the next day. All right, let's see here, Creation. Is her dealer Gucci Gucci Louis Louis Fendi Fendi Valium White, cauliflower White, one who is privileged. 
That's good. That's a real good one right there. Who is privileged? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Two DUIs in a week. White privilege. Super Paris Hilton. White. Prescription drugs. TD, two DUIs. That's privilege. White. Uh, this is one who chews dip while smoking in Marlboro. <laughs> Michelle Bachman fan. Artisan water drink, drinker. Doctor House watching volume abusing. Fondue. Uh, dipping trailer park. Home owning white girl. Chalk skin, says Brent. Chalk skin. Uh, white. Every, everyone who said white got it right. You sure did. Uh, I love this story. A bank robbery led to an unrelated arrest. This has got to. This got to be the worst way to go to jail. When they not even looking for you. Oh, <laughs> that's like getting fired on your day off. Around, right. Around nine thirty Friday morning, the Great Western Bank uh, near Forty Eighth and L Street was robbed by a masked man who was dressed in dark clothing. Sergeant Kevin Hoosh says the bandit was armed with a gun and helped himself to cash draw, to the cash drawers. The culprit then ran from the bank and was last seen heading to the north. A few blocks away near 49th and C Streets, officers took a man into custody who apparently panicked when he saw the police cruisers that were headed to the bank. Officers responding to the bank robbery uh, saw a maroon car on 48th and I Street leaving the area at a high rate of speed and then running a red light at 40th and F. Oh. An officer tried to stop the car and a pursuit began. The driver then got out the car at 49th and C Street and ran. The A police spokesman says the fight was... The man was fighting the officer as he tried to arrest him. Taser was used. Shout out to the official weapon of the show. Yep, the taser. And the, uh, and the suspect was taken into custody. Police then found out 23-year-old Dustin Debusk was uh, fleeing fleeing from from police before he, oh because he had an outstanding felony warrant for violation of parole. He's now facing several charges. Guess the race of Dustin Debusk or Debusk is D-E-B-U-S-K. That's too easy. One, <clears throat> if he was black, what city is this from? Uh, what city was this? Uh, Omaha. Yeah, like small town newspaper. Because uh, the people aren't as polished, the reporters aren't as polished. A story like that, uh, they would have mentioned in the story that he was black. They would have said uh, police started looking for a black man or something like mm, that. Okay. Uh, because they didn't mention that, you know, he's a white guy. Second, his name is Dustin. Um. Mm. Yeah, it's a white man. All right, let's check the chat room. Black people named Dustin don't think so. White says Gregory Peace. Menace to society tells from the hood. Clarence Williams the third only nigga in Nebraska. Black. <laughs> it's just uh, the illest nigga in Nebraska. Is you about it, about it, fool? Uh, KKK group leader. Run, nigga, run says Ashley Three Classy. No rhythm having bland food cooked in white. Flower face says Brent. Aww. Correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. A milk mouse says so. <laughs> Pops. Um, all right, here's a freaky story. Um, a urologist, an award-winning surgeon at Mount Sinai Hospital, was busted for taking pictures of women's skirts up women's skirts. Uh-oh. After an eagle-eyed minister spotted the dirty doctor practicing his photogenic perversity in the union. Who wrote this? The dude who used to write the Batman um, <laughs> outros at the end of the old Adam West Batman? This is from the New York Post or something? Uh, th- where the fuck is this article from? This is from New York Daily News. Okay, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Adam Levinson. Dr. Adam Levinson. Just an like assist- Dr. Adam West? <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, chum. 
an assistant uh professor of urology at the hospital school of medicine allegedly clipped a pin camera to a folded newspaper so he could peek up a woman's skirt on a southbound four train at 5 p.m sheldon birthright uh 46 a construction worker who once worked for the transportation service uh administration security administration say he sent something wrong almost immediately after levinson stepped on the train was he fucking spider-man <laughs> I knew something Spider's was up. Tingling. I knew something was up because he actually had a newspaper in his hand, and no one. He read his newspaper. He didn't have an iPod or an iPad. Uh, Sheldon. Uh, so wait, the the doctor, a New York Medical College grad who twice won National Patient's Choice Award, held the newspaper at his side as he inched towards a woman wearing a knee high dress and reading a candle. He, he he leaned on the pole right next to the door. He was. He has a paper in his hand, but what's mysterious about it is there's a pen attached to the paper. He has it down at a in a very unsuspicious way, but every time the woman would move, he would move. <laughs> when the train stopped, Levinson, wearing shorts, a T-shirt, and carrying a bag, followed the woman onto the platform. He walked directly behind her with the same paper and camera all the way up the stairs um, and uh, said birthright. Uh, Birthright also said as soon as he got up the stairs, he ran to the NYPD Transit District Ford Station House and told the cops the camera creep was prowling around the station. A couple of officers went with Birthright to look for the sur- suspect, but they lost the trail. Birthright continued to the L train platform and spotted Levinson 39 standing at a staircase. Birthright grabbed the cops and pointed them at the creep. Uh, police noticed a sleek black and gold pen on the newspaper and was was actually a tiny video camera, which averaged about $240 at local spot shops. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot to look at some pennies. Seriously. Yeah. You know, he could have went to the strip club for way less than $240. And could have got that pen for 50 cents. Right. But maybe it's, a, um, you know, maybe it was an investment. You know, we're looking at it as a one-time thing, but he spread it out over years and years. Uh, you know, who knows how I, yeah, long he's been I, doing it. Yes, and how many unsuspected women. He got pictures of their drawers on his computer. Pictures, <laughs> right. After getting a search warrant, the cop watched several of Levinson's upskirt videos. Some shit he did. <laughs> he watched the obvious oh. one. <laughs> right. He's like, I need to he see them all. He see them, right? All he did was see them, but he chose to watch. He's like, <laughs> hand me that lotion, close the door, and I'm going to investigate these for a couple hours. Yes, while I was on that L train today, you should have seen them. Uh, there was more than one victim spotted in the videos. Oh, yes. Uh, Levinson, who received the uro- uro- urologic surgery training at Columbia University, was later charged with unlawful surveillance. He was freed on $15,000 bond. So he caking. Uh, a, sp- a spokesman for Mount Sinai said Levinson has been suspended because of the arrest. Well, hey, maybe this is why he's so good at his job. You know, how you going? This man was doing some off uh, some overtime for free. Exactly. You know, everybody wants a job that they love. That's isn't that the dream? Yeah. Uh, the so uh, they say when you see something, say something. Says birthright, and that's all I did. It feels good. Well, hey, you didn't catch a terrorist, but you caught this creep. Uh, guess the race, uh, Morgan. Oh, that's a white guy. All right, white dude. Check the chat room. Holy strawberries, riding Karen. That man is white. <laughs> uh, Toby Keith loving Georgia Constanza looking. Like Wee Willie Honky and Frank Jewish. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Wine in a box drinking white, wiggity white. Dungeons and Dragons playing white man burden suffering. Never been on a real date with a woman pecker of wood. Rock and roll pioneer Chuck Berry Black. 
one who <laughs> one whose skin bears resemblance to Doctor Evil's cat, Mister Magoo White. One whose cheese cheese chases gators barehanded in the swamp. Um, yeah, correct answer is white. He is a white man. Mm-hmm. Surprised more people didn't go black with him, you know, looking at booties and stuff on the train. Dude's name is Levinson, man. But so many. Well, gonna be. We've gotten this far in the show, and we haven't talked about something that we always talk about, sword ratchetness. Yes, sir. <laughs> and this is also guess the race for bonus points. A Jonesboro man faces aggravated assault charges after police say he attacked another man with a sword. Just before 3 a.m. Tuesday, July 31st, officers were called to the home on Nesbitt Street. The victim told police 36-year-old Gregory Gerds, G-E-R-D-E-S, I'm assuming that's Gerds, uh, had been drinking and was very emotional. Uh, he and Gerds, he said Gerds shattered several windows and broke a ceiling fan, among other, amongst other things. When the man tried to calm him down, they said Gerds hit him with a sword. Uh, according to the ah. initial police report, the blow left a laceration near the center of his back. Officer finds Gerds at a neighbor's house. According to the report, he was bleeding from the mouth and had a knot on the left side of his face. Gerds was taken to St. Bernard's Regional Medical Center where he told police two guys had beaten him with sticks. He said he knew the men but did not know their names. Gerds was treated and released into police custody. He is charged with felony aggravated assault. At last report, he is being held in a county detention center. Guess the race. Gerds is a white guy. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they have to say about this sword ratchet man. One who flies a red, black, and green confederate flag. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's a black man. White says Greater uh-huh. World Peace. One who eats shake and bake and Chef Boy RD on the side with cheese with ease. With ease? She don't mean with cheese. Um Hot cheese and ease. But I do have black uh I do have black white black friends white. So he says, okay, Ashley says he's a white man. Anime loving, slanted eye member of the foot looking Asian. Hmm. One who eats cheese straight from the can white. <laughs> Correct answer is a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be our last story. Um, another sore ratcheting story and bonus points gets the race. Um, a drunk Minnesota man was arrested after reportedly threatening his elderly neighbor with a samurai sword. The altercation started out with the most peaceful of beginnings as the unidentified 62-year-old woman let Christopher Milsberger, M-E-M-E-U-S, Burger, Milsberger, Musberger, like a, mm. <laughs> a book. She lent him a book. Okay, guys, for guess the race, <laughs> she lent him a book. When she was unhappy about the manner in which he tossed the book back on her doorstep, the 29-year-old man began threatening the woman and eventually escalated into him waving a samurai sword at the woman. Which begs the question, did he have that shit on him the entire time? Of course. And they just pulled it out? And like, who starts an argument with someone holding a sword? I have no idea. Like, I don't give a fuck if you piss on my book and throw it on my steps. Thank you. Now please leave my property. <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't, I should have never lent that to you. You have a sword. I know it so. Uh, the altercation took place in St. Paul, Minnesota on Tuesday when the woman complained to Musburger that he had left the book that she lent him on the ground by her door. Um, the Pioneer Press reports that she said that given the way he left it outside, why didn't he just throw the book away? He then puffed his chest and stormed up to the woman and stood in her personal space, eventually touching noses with the woman, saying, if you weren't so weak, I would seriously hurt you. Damn. Wow. 
Sounds like she might have bit off more than she could chew. I know. She got a sword on her and a sexist. The the number the neighbor said she would call police if he didn't back off and report said she smelled alcohol on her his breath. She was correct. Once he arrived at the police station, they reported they had a blood alcohol level of point one eight five, which is above the point oh eight legal limit. So it's like twice more than twice. Um Mosberger told police that he had drank a 12-pack of beer in his apartment before the altercation. 12-pack? Why, why do alcoholics always feel like Ooh. they need swords? <laughs> people, like, people that, like, consume large quantities of alcohol always like swords. You know, Chris from the Sandy Check. Like, this, this isn't... <laughs> uh, what is it? Elon's always talking about scotch and shit. This is, like, I'm starting to see a trend here. After the woman threatened to call police, Mossberger returned to his apartment and reportedly came back out with a samurai sword in his hand. He was in a fighting stance like he was ready to sword fight with somebody, the police complaint reports. With somebody. When police... fighting <laughs> stance. Anybody. He didn't well, give a damn. Right. But the thing is, okay, if you get in your fighting stance with your sword, the only people you can really fight are other people with swords. Right? Yes. <laughs> I agree, Morgan. That's why they said with somebody. Obviously not us gun holders. <laughs> he probably called his friend and say, look, man. Imaginary person. When yeah. police arrived after receiving a call from the woman, Mossberger was found in his apartment along with a collection of ninja stars, daggers, knives, and a number of other swords. See, that's the thing. You have a wow. bunch of swords that are just begging to be used, you know? So it's like I have all these swords. I need to use it against somebody. And you keep lying to yourself like someone's going to bust in my house. I'm going to be able to use my swords. And eventually you get so bored that you're attacking a woman for letting you borrow a book. An old woman ah! at that. He was taken to the local police station in charge of making terroristic threats. Uh, when asked by police officers why he was in jail, Musburger said, because I'm an idiot. Guess the race. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's a white guy. White guy. All right, let's check the chat room. One of Andy Reid's children out of control again. White. Well, that's uh, that's in poor taste. Didn't his son just die? Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Hostile tweets. You think about that. Gregor World Peace drinks milk with dinner. White. Someone whose skin is more pale than Brother Ali. The woman is one who really enjoyed reading Rainbow White. <laughs> and the male is a fan of Ed Norton in American History X. Super trash white. One who was a car-carrying member of the Tea Party Patriots of America and whose family portrait can be seen here. And it's got a link to something I'm not clicking on. Uh, disrespect for books. Come on. They black, says Phil Lyrics. <laughs> I like that. One who is iPhone white. <laughs> one whose last words will be, hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phrase. Yeah, correct answer was white, man. Morgan P. sweeps the fucking guess the race I again. Know. Good grief, man. You're on fire. You know it. Um, well, make sure you check out Morgan, man, uh, at buymorgancampbell.wordpress.com. Uh, um, always a pleasure to have you on, man. It is. And catch up with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, the, the P stands for uh, pleasure to politic with Rod and Harry. Um, <laughs> and always a pleasure to, to racially profile. Every time I do this, it's so much fun that <clears throat> it actually justifies uh, the inevitable firing that's going to come after one of these uh, podcasts where someone says, did you know Charles Star reporter Morgan Campbell is involved in a racist, <laughs> sexist, profanity-filled podcast? 
He is the racial profiler. He said it himself. Yes. He's racial profiling. Yeah. As long as it doesn't work, it starts coming out in your work. It promotes the stereotype that white people eat cheap. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about, uh, and then they'll be like, how did he know? (laughs) <laughs> um, Who and told course, him it's a secret Shh. of course you can check us out theblackouttips.com uh, follow us on twitter I'm at Rodimus Prime I am say that again that isn't D-A-T the show twitter is at T-B-G-W-T and Morgan's on twitter what's your twitter Morgan at Morgan P. Campbell uh, P stands for plugging podcasts and twitter feeds and That's feed right. is spelled P-H-E-E-D yes so make sure you guys check them out man um Cause uh, he's a very funny dude, he and if you also if you're into like you know boxing, track and field, some of the more um, the sports that aren't necessarily considered as mainstream as they used to be. Um, Except more, don't come trying to talk to me about highlight and shit, cause I don't know about that. But yeah. boxing, track and field, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cricket, and uh, baseball yeah. too. Morgan knows his baseball, man. Baseball, yeah. I just don't know anything about baseball, so I don't ask them. And I'm also one of those people that doesn't blame me not liking something on the sport. Nope. So I never want to have the, Mm-mm. Morgan, why don't I like baseball conversation? I hate that fucking <laughs> well, conversation. The other, the other conversation, the other conversation you're constantly having is like, insert sport here is dead. Yeah. It's popular in the United States. So I'm like, I can't I, help you if the whole rest of the world watches it. And, I used to like this thing when I was 12. Explain why it's their fault that I don't, Morgan. Right. Defend that. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Stop watching boxing. Therefore, boxing is dead. I'm sorry. Right. You alone were paying Floyd Mayweather's bills, but hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, he's doing pretty well at it. Um, yes. But uh, And also, you know, of course, go to blackoutest.com. Donate. Subscribe. Uh, you know, donate your account, um, buy stuff from the store, um, all that good stuff you guys can do. Make sure you go on iTunes, leave us five star reviews. If you haven't done that, why haven't you done that yet? Okay, you're sitting at your iPhone now. Uh, you're getting some of the stuff from iTunes, or you could just go to iTunes.com and get all that stuff and do it for us. Helps out the show, and it's also a funny way to get heard live on the air Saturday mornings when we do our feedback show. Speaking of which, Call the number 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll play it on the feedback show or talk to us live at 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, you can also email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Uh, it's always, um, you know, it's always a good way to get in contact with us. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll also do that. Um, and uh, I think, think I've about hit everything on the head. Karen, did I miss anything? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Like us on Stitcher. Share us on Stitcher. Um, I think that's all I got to say for that. Like us on Facebook. All right. Until Thursday when we talk to Sarah J. And we find oh, out. Oh, you guys have to Sarah J again? Yeah, yes. for the third time. And this time we're going to talk. I don't know who Sarah J is. Just because my girlfriend is listening. Right. Obviously, that's random that you even heard about that. Yeah. Um, but she would. Would... Sarah J. Spencer, the, uh, the, the question. <laughs> she, she just, uh, she actually just finished her team bj nba mm-hmm. uh uh blowjob i guess i would call it a gangbang i don't know what to call it me either we have to ask her but um we're gonna talk to her about how that went and how we, we covered the rules on the show before we're gonna talk again you know we're gonna find out you know what's going on with her also the return of justin uh aka rhyme over reason on twitter uh will happen thursday so for people that just like ratchetness that's going to be a really good fucking show. Yes, um, it might be too much for him. He might break some folks. So you might want to check in that check into that one live, 5 p.m. 
thursday night uh so we'll see you guys there on vocal um so until next time i love you you too baby Mwah.
Met her, came back three days later. We turned to cinder. Damn.